Hello, DJs. How hey. are you? E. E. I'm good. How are you doing, man? I'm I'm doing really well. Uh, welcome to the show. We are here on November 13th, Friday the 13th, uh, in 2020. Has anything superstitious happened uh, to you today, Miles? Nah, man. Um, just that my pick to win the Masters is cut. Um, the favorite going into the Masters is cut. Um, so, Jason, eh? well, actually, my pick to win was Matt Wolf. Um, oh, okay. Although I put that, I put a bet, I put a hundred dollar bet on him at plus five thousand about uh, three months ago, and he okay. he had a he was in seventh after the first round, but he shot five over today, and Ooh. yeah, so he's cut. <laughs> That's but, not good. Yeah, well, well, let's talk a little bit about the Masters first, there, Matt, before we get into things. So, just because I want to share. Um, anyway, you've got a lot of top guys. Um, by a lot, I mean a few <laughs> top guys who are missing the cut. You got Bryson DeChambeau, who was seemed to be look like the favorite uh, heading into the tournament here. Oh, a lot of people put bets on him. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, who, who else? Other notables uh, that are cut, being cl- uh, close to cut. Um, Rory, uh, sorry, um, not Rory. <laughs> He's fine. He was he was in danger, but he had a good showing this round, so I'm uh, okay. not too worried about him there. Uh, you had DeChambeau at plus one. Cut lines at even, by the way. Um, okay. We've got uh, Canadian, Adam Hadwin, who was looking pretty... He was, he was playing some good golf heading into this week. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt Wolf, uh, he was, he, he, he's been playing excellent. Um, many of you will re- may recall... I mean, I know this is a football podcast, but <laughs> you may, you may <laughs> recall... Some of you. <laughs> you may recall his showing at the U.S. Open a couple months ago. And it was actually just before that tournament that I, I got... I, I put that bet on him. But uh, where he he had the fifty uh, two hole lead, or fifty four hole lead, and fifty two, <laughs> fifty four hole lead, and uh, then lost it on the. We last, need to uh, start few. the show over again here, bud. No, no, we'll to be take a, a break. We'll be okay. <laughs> uh, Francisco Molinari, another one. So, uh, you know what? It's it's gonna be okay. Tiger Woods still in the hunt. Um, yeah, I was I was gonna ask about him because I saw he was minus four after the first day. Yeah, Tiger was minus four after the first day, uh, matching his best ever start at a Masters. Yeah, and uh, he actually shot a bogey-free round yesterday on uh, right on, on day good. one, and he's even today through nine. So, uh, I mean, unless he falls apart, then he's he's gonna be okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm I'm glad to see Tiger back in the mix. You know what? And a little bit more about Tiger. I I love golf, so I can talk golf all day. But yeah. Ti- Tiger hasn't. He's since the restart, uh, the the post post. Well, I guess pandemic restart. He's he's only played in I think six events. That's since uh, like really April, or since uh, since March. No, March, April, May, May. Since May. I was going to say, pandemic started in March. I don't think that they would have had that quick of a turnaround. But Yeah, since the restart, he only played in like six events. And he hasn't played in over a month. But obviously, he's playing on his own. But he hasn't played an event in over a month. And uh, historically, he skips the Houston Open, which is the week before, or the the event before the... uh, uh, before the Masters, and he did this this year as well. He skipped the event before the Masters, and it's, a lot of people were counting him out. But then there were the uh, the, the guys saying, and I heard um, Graham Delat, Canadian golfer, uh, talking on uh, TSN here in Canada that you never know a Tiger. He just he knows this course, and he turns into something else when he gets to Augusta. Yeah, I mean he he won it last year. You know <laughs> he did. <laughs> his first no major. Really... It was his first major since like 20, 2008. 20... Yeah, I was going to say 2008 yeah. or 2010 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, 2010 but. or 2008. Fact, someone fact check me there. 
I think it was the U.S. Open was his last uh, uh, mm-hmm. pro. Or what, what, I, I think it was. What's the term? No, I, uh, major. 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 Yes. I, actually, that's, I think his last major win was 2008, and his last win was 2010. Okay, that's possible. I think that's, that's what it was. Possible. So. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, um, let, no, I'd say that's enough golf talk. Okay. Well, what, what do you want to talk about today, Matt? Why don't Why don't we talk about how we did on our bets last week? I did all right. Yeah. So did I. Uh, yeah. We both had winning records. I went three for five. Miles went two for three. The three that hit for me were my bigger bets, and the two that didn't uh, were not my bigger bets. And I, I got to say, I was, uh, was kind of heartbroken that the uh, Bears didn't go for the two point conversion to hit the uh, to cover the spread there. Uh, at the end, but they they kicked the field goal, lost by seven when the the line was at six and a half, and uh, they didn't hit that one, unfortunately. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, then I missed out the uh, Cardinals beating the Dolphins by over four and a half points. Dolphins actually won that game, and that Dolphins defense is looking pretty solid right now. I must say, it's uh, gross. It pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, you don't think the Dolphins should be that good? No, they're not. They're getting lucky. Okay. But I did hit with the uh, Ravens beating the Colts. That was a $750 bet. Uh, then the Raiders and Chargers over 52 points. That was my uh, my lock of the week. If I had a lock of the week, I uh, put $1,000 on that one. That one hit. And then the Panthers and Chiefs over 52 and a half. They end up scoring 64, I believe, in that one. And uh, I was pretty happy with all of those picks. I know you had the Ravens and Colts as well. Uh, for well, I had the Ravens. I wouldn't say I had the Ravens and Colts. Yeah, sorry. Ravens at the Colts is what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I took that one. That one cashed uh, both real life and on our contest here. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, all these bets I typically put in real life as well. Um, I got that Kyler Murray TD. Kyler Murray anytime TD. That one cashed. So I love those ones. <laughs> and then just missed out on that uh, Steelers one, eh? Oh, Man, just barely. What, what a game. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, you know what? I, I won. I, I end up winning quite a bit on DraftKings uh, because of. Uh, ooh, that ooh, sounds sorry. nice. Didn't, didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> yeah, I ended up winning quite a bit on DraftKings last week. And uh, Big Ben, his comeback in the second half there uh, was a big part to uh, several of uh, my lineups. So yeah. that was awesome. And stuff, um, stuff. for those of you who uh, are maybe be, may be checking out our website there, the FFT Gens, uh, dot com uh if you go ffdgens.com slash movember you can uh, follow along with our movember updates here and um i've taken the pledge to donate uh 10 of my profits of, from dfs contests to um yeah. to the movember campaign so uh we're doing that it got up it got up to 100 105 dollars in uh a donation so um it's actually down to 85 now because uh, i do include the contests i've entered for the masters and things like that um, and of course the contest last night, which I won my money back on, <laughs> uh, nice. the showdown contest, uh, many thanks to, uh, oh man, I don't even remember who it was that gave me all that got me all my points. Uh, oh, Naeem Himes. Oh, Naeem Himes. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 and you know what? I had him in my captain spot and I took him out. I was like, ah, no, it's too much of a risk to put in my captain spot. I was also going to put the Colts D in my captain spot, which would have Ooh, been nice. I, would have I, been a good one too, I didn't exactly. Um, so I, I had initially Heinz in my captain spot, and I had Colts D in there, and then I switched it out. I put Colts D in the captain spot. Nines, Naheim, nah, Naeem Hines, Naeem. still Naeem Hines, still yeah. in there, 
And then I was just before I was, I was, I was, I was not, I was mad. I was tinkering. And uh, just before the contest, I um, swapped out, swapped out uh, the D, Colts D. Who'd you put in? In the captain's spot, I put yeah. in uh, AJ Brown. Oh, oh. So I lost. That's a tough. Yeah. So I lost all those points from Colts D, who would have been great in the captain's spot as well. And I also mm-hmm. have a goose egg from Khalif Raymond, who I really thought was going to step up in the slot there uh, in yeah. uh, with Adam Humphrey's absence. So um, I still managed to cash, which was okay. That's good. And uh, before we move on to the news and notes, there was another uh, thing that I want to talk about. It was uh, Alex Trebek, unfortunately, passed away this week. Sudbury legend uh, from our neck of the woods. So we just wanted to, well, I, I wanted to put out my condolences to his family. Uh, hopefully they, uh, well, they, they kind of saw this coming uh, with the, the cancer and everything and knew he only had a uh, limited amount of time. It was just uh, sad to see such a great person uh, great human being uh, go and uh, leave us like that and one of the best hosts I think of a game show in TV history oh personally. iconic iconic right um, what I had heard that he had recorded his last episode on October 28th and that mm-hmm. episode will air on Christmas Day that's good I'm, I'm looking forward to that one and now the question is who's going to replace Alex Trebek as the uh, <sighs> Jeopardy host. You know, it's 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 almost unthinkable, right? Like he's he's irreplaceable. He really is. And yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like when Bob Barker retired from the Prices Right. You had Drew Carey come in there, and you know what? Drew Carey's done a pretty good job. I've watched a couple episodes with him, but it's just not the same. It's it's never going to be the same no. uh, as it as it was with Bob, and no, uh, exactly. it's not never going to be the same without Alex either. I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard some rumors that Ken Jennings might end up uh, taking over as the host. I wouldn't, yeah, I I would like that. I wouldn't mind seeing him in there. I also saw Lavar Burton uh, as a potential replacement, more of a celebrity for that one. Than, uh, uh, than Lavar Burton. Lavar Burton's all right. No, he's, he's. I got, like Lavar. He's he's got that. He's got the right kind of personality for, he does. for something like he that. Does. Um, my, my my vote would be on Ken Jennings. Yeah, I'd like to see Ken Jennings uh, do it too. Like mm-hmm. one one of the most iconic uh, Jeopardy players ever, if not the most iconic, you know. Oh yeah, he won the Tournament of Champions. Right? Exactly. So he's. I, I think like, hey, congratulations, winning the Tournament of Champions. You are the new host. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want a job? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that's great. I mean, we'll, we'll follow that, see what ends up happening there, and I'm sure we'll hear soon. Um, unless maybe they're gonna take a break until after that last episode airs on Christmas Day. Take pull uh, start up again in the new year. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see for sure. Now, uh, getting on to some news and notes, just wanted to quickly put out the re- the weather report. The weather report? The red re- uh, re- report. Weather report uh, for this week. Uh, Jacksonville, Green Bay. This is going to be a very windy game. Looking at 28 mile an hour winds in this one. So I am fading a lot of these uh, two offenses. I'm still liking the running backs in these games, both. Uh, James Robinson and Aaron Jones look to have really good matchups. Uh, Green Bay's given up the second most points to the running back position on the season. Uh, I think James Robinson's a smash play. But uh, in terms of the the passers and the, the receivers in this game, I'm kind of fading them and lowering expectations, uh, to say the least. Uh, as well in Houston, Cleveland, uh, that game is also looking at 28-mile-an-hour wins. Uh, this is going to make it difficult for both offenses to throw the ball. Uh, 
and, and again, both running backs have good situations. Uh, Nick Chubb might be coming back this week and that, uh, puts Kareem Hunt actually up for me because he played so much better when uh, Chubb was in the lineup. And if, if you are going to see some passing, it's probably going to be short passes in this game because there's going to be less wind resistance uh, to make the ball wobble and stuff. So I, I can see Kareem Hunt getting a lot of check downs in this game. Uh, if Nick Chubb's in, obviously you're playing him. Duke Johnson on the other side of the ball. Uh, if uh, David Johnson does end up missing, he's, still in uh, concussion protocol and it looks like uh, it's trending for him to be out this week. Then uh, finally for some more weather, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, a little windy in that game, 18 mile, miles an hour wind, eh, 18 mile an hour winds. Oh man, struggling. With, You're going to be uh, okay. These, yeah, I'll be okay. Um, and that one, I'm not as concerned uh, with the passing attack. It's not, going to be as windy as those other games i uh, still might see a couple throws that are off the mark but uh, i'm not as concerned about that one and then finally baltimore new england oh sorry did you want to say something no you, no. you took a big deep breath in i was like just building preparing. a dk lineup and i'm not feeling great about it so i'm gonna have to look at it again later <laughs> fair uh baltimore new england we're gonna be looking at a bit of rain in this game and 17 mile an hour wins so that one, uh, I'm not, I'm not really liking the offenses in this game, anyways, and that's kind of putting them down a little bit more for me. You had some decent performances last week uh, from Jacoby Myers and Cam Newton had an all right finish, uh, fantasy wise. Well, he rushed for two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's the only reason why, though. <laughs> yeah, it was actually a bit due to uh, I had Jacoby Myers and in my captain spot on Monday Night Showdown slate. And then uh, I also had Cam Newton in there. So I, I was able to cash in that one as well. Nice. Good for you. Um, but yeah, th- those are the uh, weathery games this week. The rest of them look like they're, the weather isn't really going to impact them. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for those games. And maybe right. some of those offenses. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, uh, anytime the Baltimore and New England quarterbacks are throwing the ball, it's uh, not that great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, this season <laughs> now they have a little bit of wind to deal with. So <laughs> it's funny exactly. uh, we're talking about a New England, New England New England Patriots quarterback who sucks at throwing the ball. You know, I saw something. That. Yeah, you know, I saw something before week nine. It was something like ninety percent of his passes were to his left. Really? Wow. It was something stupid high like that. I can't remember the exact number, but it was around ninety percent. <laughs> And He's I can't recall. Reading. He goes left to right, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was completed passes to the left or like all pass attempts to the left. So okay. Yeah. Either way, a lot of passes going to the left. <laughs> Play the left side in New England. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And well, that's where uh, Jacoby Myers got a lot of his receptions on uh, Monday night. And Get that was... out. No way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what happened. Wouldn't have thought those happens. stats lined up. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, uh, moving on to some injuries for this week. We got our out players. Gardner Minshew out another week uh, with his thumb slash maybe coach's decision. I think Jake Luton's going to start the rest of the season for them. Oh, he looked I mean, pretty good. He did look pretty good against I, Houston he, now. It, yeah. it is against Houston, who doesn't have the best uh, defense uh, guarding the wide receivers. Uh, and you saw that from that big 73-yard bomb. Uh, to DJ Chark early in the game. Yeah. And then uh, Houston came right back and had a 55-yarder to Brandon Cooks. So. Oh, I love that. I had a lot of Cooks in my DK line. Oh, man. I had my DK lineups were great last week. I cashed in so many of them. 
Good stuff. Yeah. I, I actually cashed in a lot of mine, but in my head to head against you, you just had an unreal lineup against me. And uh, yeah, it was uh, not, not the best. Uh, I actually cashed in every other contest except against you <laughs> with my lineups. <laughs> I love that. I love that for me. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Yeah, I was uh, able to put up 193, over 193 points against you with my lowest coming from my defense, Cardinals D, getting let, let me down a little bit. And then yeah. uh, Hunter Renfro kind of let me down. And Chase Edmonds, I expected more from him. Um, if you, have, you know what was funny? Chase Edmonds looked like Kenyon Drake has on first and second down this year. So it makes me think that it's probably the Cardinals Prob- offensive scheming that's mm-hmm. holding back these running backs rather and, than. And you know what? Uh, I was, I was getting to that. I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I was, I was getting to that, but like Kenyon Drake only averaged 2.8 carries or 2.8 yards per carry. Yards per carry. Yeah. And that's, I was on 25 attempts. Like he, they, they were feeding him the ball. You mean Chase right? Edmonds? Yeah. What did I yeah. say? You said Kenyon Drake. Oh no, Kenyon Drake averaged zero yards on zero carries last week because he I thought you were going to talk about the season or something like no, that. No, no, it's a little bit higher, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no. Uh, week nine, Chase Edmonds, two point eight yards per carry on twenty five attempts, and then only three tar- uh, three receptions. He had caught all three of his re- targets, but I expected him to be involved a lot more, especially since they were down in the game. Yeah, and exactly, especially in the passing game too. Those yeah. little dump offs. Uh, but then again, you got a running quarterback in uh, Kyler Murray, so a lot of those times he's not going to dump off. Kyler Murray is my early pick for the 2021 MVP. 2021 MVP? That's that's a pretty good pick, I think. Uh, I, I'd say that's an early favorite uh, for mine, too. You know, I've heard a lot of comparisons. I know we're only going a little bit off topic, and and that's what I do. I, I, like, to th- <laughs> I like to do this to you. Matt takes all his time to make this nice agenda that we're supposed to follow. And I just yeah, have thoughts We started here talking and there. about Gardner Minshew and then somehow we're on Kyler Murray as an yeah. MVP. I don't even <laughs> remember how, I don't know. I'm going to have to like listen, re-listen to this episode. Well, I normally do, but anyway, I hear a lot of people talking about the comparison between Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Kyler Murray is faster and he can sling the ball. So yeah, I, I better passer. Much better passers, much better weapons, and I don't understand how, how I, even I overlooked this in the pre, in the preseason when we were doing our rankings. It's, it's just yeah. it, you I, see it I, now, I and totally it's just agree. so clear. Even after last season, it's just it's clear. Well, it's just because it was after his rookie season, and people were tempering expectations a little bit uh, with Kyler Murray here. And he, what did he finish as? I think the quarterback six or seven last year. So like yeah, he he played well and people kind of foresaw him getting into that top five, but I don't know if anyone expected him to be this top tier number one quarterback that he is on the season so far, you know? And yeah. same with Russell Wilson, right? You had well, those guys I, in the uh, middling range, like well not middling range, but like the QB three to seven range kind of thing with uh lamar and patrick mahomes well i, I do too. i do want to add that a lot uh there were increased um, expectations of russell wilson this year because the whole the whole the whole um theme Mr. of the seahawks offseason was let him cook right yeah mr russ, unlimited yeah, let russ cook that was a the whole theme of the yep. of the offseason and i i none of us listened to it took it as seriously as we probably should have i know there's a lot there are a lot of experts out there who who were on him and have been on him and continue to be but uh, mm-hmm. still a lot of us that 
didn't take those words as i mean you never know with Pete carroll yeah, as well and it, yeah it's always like coach speak and hearsay you know yeah. you, you have to try and Pete carroll is the king of some of them he's words. the king of coach speak i know <laughs> him and, arians oh man belichick yeah it's uh sometimes hard to predict even as uh decent as we are as fantasy analysts i won't say we're great or good yet but we're, we're decent we got we got uh, a little bit of knowledge you know what as long as my bankroll keeps climbing climbing i'm going to say that i'm a i'm a i'm a, I'm a good fantasy analyst you know what i'll say the same because mine has <laughs> been climbing this season too uh all right who else back is, to who else is our, out <laughs> after getting our first out player out there <laughs> this week uh cmc is We're also on going pace to, to have a 12-hour episode Oh, wow. This is too much. Uh, <laughs> Chris McCaffrey out this week. Uh, got banged up at the end of last uh, game. Uh, there, there were reports that he might uh, play this week with that uh, shoulder injury, but he's out. Uh, so Mike Davis, if he, is, he, if he got dropped in uh, any of your leagues, hopefully you were able to pick him up this week. Mike Davis was dropped in 25% of leagues after week oh. eight. And I don't know why I, I, I picked him up in, it was one league I was able to get him in. I put in like when CMC first went down Yeah, and uh, I kept him because like, you never know for it's this reason. Sprain. Exactly. <laughs> and I didn't expect CMC to hurt his shoulder. I honestly no. thought if he was going to get injured, I thought it would just be reaggravating that ankle. Yeah. <laughs> but um, nope. He's like, Oh, my shoulder hurts now. So he's so, out this week. I'm not expecting CMC to be out long term. And when he is back, he's obviously coming into your lineups. He put up 37 points in his return last week. Holy crap. And he's he left that game back. injured. Yeah. Um, he's just back to his old ways. He's just, he's a cheat code basically for fantasy. If you're lucky enough to get the number one pick, you get CMC yeah. and he puts up points for your team. Uh, Preston Williams also out. He's on IR. Uh, I didn't see what, injury he sustained but he's out at least three weeks uh lavisco chenault out this week raheem mostert he was potentially going to be back this week but kyle shanahan has ruled him out i'm expecting kind of next week maybe the week after uh for him to return but I'm yeah more, more I'm, i'd say i'm feeling week. pretty good about next week yeah um kenny galladay out that was just uh, announced this afternoon for uh, their matchup against the Washington football team. And I wasn't liking Detroit a whole lot coming into this game already. Uh, and so I'm not liking them even more now that Galladay is out. Uh, Justin Jackson, who got injured on his first uh, play uh, of the game last week, is out again this week. That was really disappointing for some of my uh, DK lineups, even though I still cashed in all of them. So the rest of my lineups were good. Uh, but it's it's just kind of disappointing because he got he goosed you and it wasn't any fault of his own just injuries happen man you know Sucks. like actually i i, I want to add to like this was the i, I, f- I faded him <laughs> i faded Galladay. um th- thankfully so this was actually the first week uh in, that in my history of dfs that all my lineups cashed really <laughs> yeah and I, I had eight lineups every nice. single every single one of my lineups cashed it was a um it was yeah, man. It was great. Oh yeah, I, had, uh, I will forever be chasing that. <laughs> nice. I had four lineups last week, and they all cashed. And then earlier in the season, I had one week where I had three lineups that all cashed as well. Maybe that's nice. what I should do. Just play one lineup. That way, every week I could say all my lineups this week cashed. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've never had a, a, a week where I've had like seven or eight lineups and they all cash, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, Most it's I've hard, gotten man. is four, but <laughs> that's okay. Uh, Kyle Allen also out. He had an ankle. Uh, sp- was it a sprain they called it? or It, it didn't look good. It, it twisted it, pretty bad. <laughs> it, um, he went for surgery. It was broken. Oh, it was broken. Okay. I, I know the initial reports that it was just a uh, major sprain or something like that. Uh, I'm going to check it. You keep going. I'm going to check Yeah, it. anyways, uh, Devonta Freeman also out this week. So that puts uh, Wayne Gallman into the driver's seat in that backfield. Dislocated ankle. Dislocated. That's the word that I was looking for. Not the uh, sprain. But um, p- upon further review, it was broken, I guess. So. Alex Smith is in at quarterback there. Oh man, I want to talk a little. Sorry, just very, very briefly. Um, that what a what a great feel good story, hey? Alex Smith yeah. and his return to football, and he he played well when he when he came back, or when he played uh, last week. And I'm I'm just looking forward to him being a starter there. That's all. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, I'm I'm looking to see what he can do too. He he did pretty well last week. Put up over 300 yards. A couple. Uh, not look not good interceptions not didn't didn't look the best uh on those throws but uh he still put up some good numbers uh despite uh those interceptions and it, it was more bad for the washington football team than it was for fantasy i'd say nobody was starting alex smith anyway but still uh just thought i should mention it yeah for sure some, some doubtful players actually, this week. sorry actually oh. before b- before we move on one more uh out player that uh has actually just been upgraded to out, or downgraded to out uh, david johnson of your houston texans okay. so yeah i had him in uh, uh, the questionable and unlikely to play so that's, yeah, uh, yeah that's good to know yeah so get uh, duke, duke johnson it's his it's his backfield get him in there yeah absolutely uh another backfield that's looking like it's going to be geo bernard's is cincinnati Bengals backfield joe mixon doubtful for this week he hasn't practiced all week and uh Head coach Zach Taylor has said that it's unlikely that Joe, Joe suits up uh, for this week's matchup against the Steelers. I still wouldn't be playing Joe Bernard in this matchup because Steelers D has been the best in football at stopping the run. So I, uh, I'm fading a lot of the Cincy offense actually this week. Uh, another doubtful player, Mitch Trubisky. I'm only mentioning him because Nick Foles hasn't looked great. <laughs> uh, and you, you never know. We could see Trubisky get back in there, get a couple starts, or even replace mid-game uh, yeah. like Foles did to him. Well, we, 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 I said the same thing last week, right, when I, when I decided to put him on our list for out. But it's uh, going to be at least another week before we see that, I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. Then finally, Debo Samuel. is Debo doubtful. Samuel actually downgraded to out. Okay, that's uh, another good. I I only did this like an hour ago too. Uh, both both David Johnson and Debo Samuel came out in the last within the last hour. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that makes sense then. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, as I was writing it, Kelly, Kenny Galladay was one of the players too that uh, got downgraded. I'm like, oh, nice. Well, and that's and what I, happens. I, I, Friday evenings, people do that. Yeah, I saw some of the uh, the lines change when we get to our bets in a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. As I was doing them, I oh, put sure. them in, and then like I'd go back and look, and like, oh, geez, that uh, that changed in my favor. So that's uh, that's good. Good to see that uh, Vegas is trending the way that I am predicting these uh, these games. Oh, I'm all over Vegas too this week, man. Yeah, good, 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 good. Um, 
questionable players. We got Drew Brees. He's questionable, likely to play. Uh, I'll, I'll list these guys off real quickly because they are all likely to play. Drew Brees, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, who's on the COVID uh, IR list, uh, but he's likely to get back in there. Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, TJ Hawkinson, DJ Chark, Kenyon Drake, uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, actually, Kenyon Drake's more of a game-time decision. I just had him uh, out of order, I guess, there. Uh, Nick Chubb is trending in the right direction to play this weekend. Alan Lazard also trending in the right direction to play this weekend. Tim Patrick, Nikhil Harry, and uh, no, I think Mark Ingram was uh, actually still a questionable uh, game-time decision. <clears throat> so all those guys are on track to play this week. Uh, I would expect them to play this week and uh you should probably still have them in your lineups as long as uh they've got good matchups yeah for uh, sure then... and actually i know you mentioned roethlisberger too and for those of you who may not know um with the with the whole covid designation there is he's he sat next to uh vance mcdonald the player who tested positive from the steelers he yeah. sat next to him on the on the ride home uh, they sh- uh, their lockers are next to each other so that was the <laughs> that was the issue there and i yeah. can't believe that roethlisberger has does not have the covid yeah i know right he's uh those two seem pretty tight yeah i I saw that and i'm like damn that's not good actually i went i do have roethlisberger in a 14 team super flex league and i picked up uh mason rudolph uh, out of uh, precaution (laughs) okay now uh some more questionable players uh heading into this week jerry judy uh mark ingram Daryl Henderson, Scott Miller, and David Montgomery, they're all going to be uh, more game-time decisions slash trending towards – well, I wouldn't say trending towards out. Uh, David Montgomery is trending to towards being out. Still hasn't practiced this week yet, uh, dealing with the concussion there. Uh, Chris Carson also trending towards being out again. Carlos Hyde, same thing. Uh, Robert Tunyon uh, is also uh, – he, he was a late addition to the uh, – injury report and yeah uh thursday he uh he was held out of practice today friday and uh, yep. he i think he hurt himself yesterday's practice i believe so too and he was it's limited not looking not not looking good uh for him to play sunday then uh, a couple more guys uh, matt Breida, he's still questionable might play in this uh matchup for the dolphins against the chargers damian harris got banged up in last week's game it's still not we're not sure whether he's going to play or not and Troy mean Pope for the uh, LA Chargers and Pope is significant enough because last week you saw Kalen Balazs get uh, a lot of carries and catches because of Pope being out as well as Justin Jackson being out well you know what it's it really goes to show what um what the Chargers think of Joshua Kelly that they would call someone up from the practice squad to play over top of them. And, yeah, and, and even got, when Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly were in along with Troy main Pope, it was Pope that, that uh, was showing that he was a better back that game. I know. <laughs> it's so, uh, and it's the same reason. Like we had Pope on this list on, on this list last week when he was out, right? Because that's the significance of Troy main Pope in that backfield. It's really it's hot hand until Eckler's back, I guess. Pretty well, yeah. Um, I, I'm still not. I don't believe Kalen Balaj is a good uh, football player. No, really, I so. I didn't pick up Balaj. I didn't put in any any claims waiver claims and on him. No fab, but well, or they no put bids him back on, on the him. practice squad right yeah. after the game too. So. Exactly. Well, and 
he was shows you that they're he not. Was, I know on, on on the sleeper app they show you trending players, and he was trending way up. I know, <laughs> but and now Troy May Pope just... is trending way up. Ah, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, how about that? Uh, anyways, let's get into some start sits and bets, buddy. Oh, I love this part. The bets, anyway. It starts with sits. We do first, but you got me excited because you said bets. But I, I know, guess we'll I know. Start, let's start with sits. I guess. Okay. Uh, starting at quarterback, my top pick and should be everyone's top pick, I think, is Jared Goff facing the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks D just can't stop wide receivers from catching the ball. This is sad but true. You saw it uh, all season, really. Uh, and Jared Goff has another juicy matchup. He's got great receivers in that offense, and I think that they're going to tear apart Seattle. Uh, I think it's still probably going to be a close game because of how good Seattle's offense is. It seems to be like that every week that uh, Seattle faces a good team. It's always pretty tight. Uh, the quarterback for the opposing team uh, for Seattle usually puts up a huge numbers as well as some of the wide receivers too. So I don't expect anything different this week with uh, Jared Goff and the LA Rams. Another uh, start for me this week is going to be Carson Wentz facing the New York giants. Uh, Wentz and the Eagles are coming off a bye, and this is probably the most healthy this Eagles offense has been all season. Uh, you have Miles Sanders designated to return after a couple weeks off. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey is coming back into this game as well. I know he's not. Washed. I don't think he's going to be irrelevant at all, uh, but I've got him as a DFS dart throw for this week, and he truly is a dart throw. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yep. That's the definition of a dart throw on uh, on him. Uh, and then he, you don't have uh, – or you got Dallas Goddard back, right? He came back yep. last week, I believe. Yep. Uh, I didn't watch that game, so I, I didn't see him uh, play at all. Well, two, two weeks ago, sorry, is what I meant to say. They didn't play last week. I was so. going to say, no, I didn't watch the game either. I don't think anyone did. Oh, really? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> you knew what I meant. <laughs> I, I, was, I was coming in to correct you before, until, until yeah. you corrected yourself. Yeah, and then uh, my final uh, start this week is going to be Derek Carr facing the Denver Broncos. Broncos give up the ninth most uh, fancy points to the quarterback position, uh, both on the season and in the last four weeks. Uh, I, I'm liking uh, Carr. He's been spreading the ball out a lot. And uh, Nelson Aguilar has actually benefited probably the most out of uh, the receivers in that offense for uh, from Carr. Uh, Aguilar's looking actually like a pretty solid fantasy option these past couple of weeks. And I, I think that he should probably be at least rostered on most uh, in most leagues, if not started, because if he's going to get the ball, it may not be nice to have Nelson Aguilar in your lineup because he has been very disappointing for fantasy because in uh, years Nelson past. Aguilar. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but if he's going to get the targets and he's going to catch the ball, then Hell, why not take those points? Gross, but you're right. So um, I guess I'll get into my quarterback starts then. Uh, I, I, I'm totally with you on Jared Goff. It's and I and I've been any uh, offenses going up against the Falcons, going up against the uh, Saints. I've been all over, and it's been it's been helping my bankroll. So I'm going to continue <laughs> going to continue doing that. Um, more about Goff and this uh, historically bad <laughs> Seahawks defense. 
The Seahawks allow the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this season, okay? And we all know that. Yes. When you look at the numbers, five quarterbacks have scored at least 28 fantasy points against Seattle in the eight games that they've played this year. That's insane. Two quarterbacks, Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, have scored over 40 points in the last three (laughs) weeks. Uh, just <laughs> absolutely insane. And he's going to be owned in a lot of uh, DFS lineups. Uh, Jared Goff is. And for good reason, I'm going to be owning him in a lot of my lineups as well. Yeah, for sure. Now, I'm going to keep going here about the Seahawks D. Yeah. So the only in the last three weeks, the only uh, player, like it's, it's a talk about Murray and Allen. So the other team they played was San Francisco, who we lost Garoppolo to an injury that game. And Nick Mullins off the bench came in and still threw for 238 yards. And that, I think that was what in the third and fourth quarter only. Yeah, this is the second <laughs> second half. <laughs> They've allowed 21 total touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks and an average of 362 yards a game. That's insane. And uh, coming up in my Thrive props, you'll see that I've got Jared Goff as uh, one of my picks. And <laughs> I, won't, I won't spoil it, but uh, I might be leaning the oil over on that one. <laughs> the over. <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's my two cents on um, Jared Goff there. So he's, def- he's the start of the week across all everything. <laughs> everything. My, my other start at the quarterback position um, is actually the uh, opposing quarterback of your Derek Carr start, Drew Locke. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. Yeah, 40 passes in his last three games. Mm-hmm. That's how many passes he's attempted. And in his last two, he's put up uh, at least 25 points, fantasy points. So he's got I – mean, I'm expecting this to be a high-scoring game. Yeah. The, the only thing I will say with Drew Locke is that a, a lot of that production has come in garbage time. And I worry about uh, all, like it, it continuing because of that trend. Okay, well, how about this? Vegas has allowed in the last uh, in four of his last, four of their last five games, they've allowed two hundred eight at least two hundred eighty eight passing yards, and two so touchdowns. Like, I'm not saying it's going to stop this week because Vegas defense is brutal, but I, I'm just worried moving forward uh, season long for Drew Locke. I think oh, yeah. he, I think he does have a good matchup this week, and he's probably going to do it again. And I'm thinking it's probably going to come in the second half in garbage time. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I do expect this one to be a pretty high-scoring game. He, like, will, be uh, like QB, he will be a QB1 this week. You think so? Ooh, yep. That's a, that's a bold prediction. I've got him Bet. just outside of that, I think, at uh, QB14. So, uh, I'm too close to bet that. that double double or nothing. Double or nothing, our Met, the Metcalf bet that I owe. Oh, yeah. We, we didn't get to mention it on the show because I had to go to work, but uh, we ended up doing a bet for that prop for DK Metcalf, uh, a 72 and a half uh, receiving yards, and I won that after like three or four catches yeah. by DK Metcalf. Tredavious White didn't end up shadowing Metcalf, and I'm upset about well, he He tried at some points, and mm-hmm. it just didn't work out for him. Well, he was he was flip flopping between him and uh, Lockett, right? And I, th- I I thought it was going to be a Lockett week and it ended up being a Metcalf week again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, the defense didn't play like I thought they would. <laughs> uh, this so, this week though, I am expecting more of a Lockett week because you have Jalen Ramsey probably going to be shadowing uh, DK Metcalf. I'm I'm assuming at least and uh, New York or sorry, not New York, L.A. Rams' uh, defense has been pretty good at stopping the uh, wide receiver position. Now, we're going to get to this a little bit later as well, but the Rams are actually favored in that game. 
Are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought I saw Seattle favorite. In that game. Wow. wow. They are. You're right. By two points. I, I don't joke. Damn. They are also the home team. I mean, okay, so, uh, no, I'll, I'll try to remember to talk about it later. Let's, let's, keep, okay. let's keep going with our starts. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, running backs. Uh, running oh, backs. Or do you want to go to – yeah, let's do, let's do all our starts on this. Yeah, let's this do time. that. Start Do with our starts and then our sets. Uh, running back. My top uh, start for this week is going to be Kareem Hunt. Whether Nick Chubb is in this game or not, I think Kareem Hunt is a great option because of the weather, like I had mentioned earlier, and because Kareem Hunt has just been doing so bad lately that he's bound to have a good game. And I think that this is going to be that week. And I expect Chubb to be back in this game. I expect them to get back to that uh, offense where they're running the ball heavily, especially with the weather concerns in this game. And I, I think... Kareem Hunt gets back to his old ways. I, I I don't know if he's been dealing with like an injury or something like that, but he just has not looked the same in the last uh, what a handful of weeks. What has it been like six weeks since uh, Treb, Chubb's been out? Uh, yeah, about that. Sound, sounds about right. Um, just hasn't looked the same. So I don't know if he's got like a nagging injury or something like that, but I expect him to get this to be a get right game for him against uh a Houston defense that is giving up a ton of points to the uh, running back and wide receiver position. Actually, uh, Houston's given up the third most points to the running back on the season. And then my next uh, start this week: Antonio Gibson facing the Detroit Lions. Uh, Gibson has been playing on fire as of late, and Detroit's defense against the running back position is worst in the league. They passed the uh, Packers for worst in the league <laughs> after uh, allowing how many points to Delvin Cook last week? It was just a lot. Uh, exactly. It was a lot. Uh, Gibson, on the other hand, has been having uh, has had back-to-back strong performances, uh, 128 yards a couple weeks ago, and uh, I forget how many he had last week. Let me just see. Uh, only 20 yards against the Giants last week, but he was three for three uh, in his uh, targets and receptions for 35 yards, and he got a touchdown too, which saved his week fantasy-wise. Uh, that's back-to-back weeks with touchdown for um, Gibson. And sorry, it was three weeks ago against Dallas, not two weeks ago because they were on bye. I, I just meant more in his last two games. Uh, in this matchup against Detroit, I like him again, and I think you should play him in all your lineups. And my final uh, running back start for the week is Melvin Gordon facing the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Raiders defense, like we had just mentioned uh, with Drew Locke, has not been good. Uh, they're giving up the fourth most points to the running back, fantasy running backs on the uh, season. And uh, Melvin Gordon's had some down weeks and some tough matchups, but I expect him to get right in this game, even with Philip Lindsay in there. I think that uh, Gordon's going to see the, the lion's share of the, uh, the workload in the backfield, and I, I like him for at least a touchdown in this game. What about you? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I, again, I agree with all of your uh, running backs. I'm not going to backdoor you like I did last week uh, going against <laughs> one of your picks after you already said it. Um, but no, I, I, I will say I agree with you there. Um, I, I, I've got a couple obvious ones here, uh, well, ones that I think are obvious. Uh, we've got uh, Mike Davis of the Carolina Panthers. I mean, CMC is out this week, like uh, Matt already said earlier. 
Um, but uh, yeah, Davis, he's had eight eight catches for um, on uh, at week sorry week two against Tampa Bay. Uh, that's when McCaffrey hurt his ankle. Davis had eight catches for seventy four yards on that was I think I think he had eight targets that game as well, um, if I can recall correctly from what I was <clears throat> looking at earlier. Um, so McCaffrey's out. That means Mike Davis is in. You're going to see Carolina playing for behind this this game, and uh, that means a lot of passes to Mike Davis. Uh, the second one here is Duke Johnson, especially with the news that David Johnson is out. And um, it's, it's, I think it's going to be a competitive game between Houston and Cleveland. Uh, so we're going to, uh, Duke Johnson is going to get a lot of the action there. He, he was great last week. He had 16 carries of four, uh, 41 yards and a touchdown, and along with uh, four catches on all four of his targets for 32 yards. So it, I did just want to bring up, backtracking a little bit, uh, about Hayden Hurst, who was our uh, flip-flop. Uh, start and sit for us last week. He ended up with seven catches on uh, eight targets for 62 yards and having himself a pretty decent fantasy day. Yeah, uh, that's true. So I, I just I, wanted to take my victory lap r- yeah, over you. I will, con- <laughs> I will concede the win unlike uh, Trump does. So uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> um, and then my, my, my third one here is Chase Edmonds. I have to give the guy another shot. <laughs> He's, um, he, he, had a, he had a huge workload last week. And I think he's going to have another um, big workload this week. Um, Kenyon Drake still is questionable, I believe. Yeah, he's more game. of a game time decision. I, from what I've been reading uh, on him so far. Yeah, he, and, Drake. Uh, Drake did practice on Wednesday. Yeah, he did. He's practiced all week. So. Yeah, the thing we've got Edmonds, solid flex option. I'm probably going to play him in in a DFS lineup there, uh, only if Drake is out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, Getting on to my wide receiver starts this this week. Uh, first one's going to be Brandon Ayuk against New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans has been giving up a lot of points to the wide receiver position on the season, although the last couple of weeks they have been uh, getting much better at that, actually. Uh, they're, they've actually been trending the other way. However, I don't think that there's going to be any other options, any other significant options uh, other than Ayuk this week in the passing attack. You got Debo Samuel, who is uh, likely going to be out this week. You got uh, George Kittle, who's still out. Uh, obviously, Nick Maul is throwing the ball. Derek McKinnon is probably going to be the top uh, running back in that situation. So I think there's not going to be too many other options other than Ayuk. And uh, as for the New Orleans defense, they have been uh, they're, they're middle of the pack for fantasy points to the wide receiver position, and last week really helped them in that category, uh, moved them past some other teams who were kind of around the same range as them. But I, I still think that Ayuk's uh, got a good, good matchup this week. I forget uh, who I was reading. He's facing up against uh, as terms of the quarterback, or sorry, cornerback, not quarterback. Um, I'll pull it up. Oh, Marshawn Lattimore. Now he did shut down Mike Evans last week, uh, but on the season uh, he's given up 1.53 yards per route run, uh, which is the most out of the cornerbacks on uh, New Orleans. And I think I, you could uh, sh- show a little shimmy shake every here and there uh, facing Lattimore and Lattimore hasn't seen a whole lot of Ayuk. Uh, well, nobody really has because of uh, being a rookie. He is a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, my top start this week. Uh, Cole Beasley is my next one. And I'll put John Brown in this category too. I like both of them this week facing the Cardinals. Uh, over the last 
two weeks, uh, the Cardinals have been given up the second most, or sorry, is it fourth? Uh, last four weeks, they've given up the second most uh, points to the wide receiver position uh, for fantasy. And Buffalo's got some pretty decent wide receivers. I think Diggs has a good game, and I'm looking at uh, Beasley and Brown to have good games in this one as well. And finally, uh, this is a guy who you, it's not really a, you might have him on your team because of waivers, but if you have him on your team, start him. Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup is facing uh, which cornerback was it? Just had it up here. There are no good ones in Seattle. There, there are no good ones in Seattle, regardless. Uh, so, I, I he had the best cornerback matchup uh, of them all. The slot they've been given so many points up to the slot receiver, uh, which Cooper Cup has been. Now he is uh, questionable going into this week, but he is expected to play. So, uh, if you got him on your team, start him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, all right, let's get into uh, my starts. I think my starts are awesome or awesomer. Awesomer? <laughs> okay. Awesomer. Give um, them to me. No, you know what? Uh, I mean, despite the, um, despite your concerns about the uh, windy weather in, in Cleveland, I'm, I'm, I'm liking Brandon Cooks with the uh, Texans here. Uh, okay. He's so Brandon Cooks has had another great game <laughs> and he's, so that's what he's had at least 13 PPR points in four games in a row now. And I think he's going to be staying hot, especially, I mean, uh, Deshaun Watson continues to sling the ball. And uh, since Bob I'm, left since Bob left. Exactly. And that's why I was high on, high on him last week. Um, we didn't really get to discuss that a whole lot because we ended up going with Josh Allen in our DK lineup, but I did mention Deshaun sure. Watson. And that was actually the lineup that I crushed uh, Matt at in our DK, DK last week. Um, Yep. But yeah, so Cleveland's allowed four touchdowns to receivers in the last four games, and the Browns are number five in fantasy points allowed to receivers in the season. So I, I think uh, Cooks and Fuller are both uh, both must starts. But uh, I've got uh, Cooks over Fuller this week, actually. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, again, I have the weather concerns, so I probably wouldn't be starting Cooks. But uh, I don't think he's a sit by any means because of how poor this Cleveland defense has been uh, against stopping wide receivers. Okay, so then I'll give you this one. Uh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk's not bad. He, he's one of those middling... I, I didn't have him as a start or a sit this week. Okay, well, I, I like I like Kirk, and I'll tell you why. So coming into this week, he's at least 12 PPR fantasy points in, his, in four games in a row, and three in a row were over 20 points. Okay? Yeah. You also cannot forget... DeAndre Hopkins takes off a lot of pressure. Yeah, I, I do like him for that reason. I was just thinking about that. You're probably going to have Davius White uh, shadowing DeAndre Hopkins in this game, which is going to take a lot of the pressure off of the other receivers. And I think Kirk is going to be open. So I, I do like that as a start pick then. So, um, yeah, there you go. That's that's all I have to say. There you go. I, I agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get you. I'll just keep yeah. throwing stats at you. Well, I was the guy. one who's. I was the one who ended up convincing myself as well. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> who do you like at the tight end position, Matt? Tight end position. I my top start is going to be Eric Ebron this week. Uh, Cincinnati Brooks. has. Yes, over the last four weeks, Cincinnati has given up an average of twenty four point six points to the tight end position. That is 
huge numbers, just insane numbers for the tight end position. Just to compare it, on the season, Atlanta actually has the worst tight end defense, and they're giving up 18 points to the tight end position. So over the last four weeks, 24 points, 24.6 points. That's insane. Uh, Ebron has a great matchup, and I think he's going to get targeted a lot. Uh, you don't have to worry about Vance McDonald this week uh, taking away any of those tight end targets from him. So uh, I, I like that as well. Uh, I, I could see him getting probably uh, at least 15 points in this game. I, I say he's good for a touchdown and probably six catches at least yeah 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 you, you've got yeah you've got ebron in the mid-tier on uh, DraftKings there forty four hundred dollars certainly yeah. a certainly a playable option there absolutely uh another start i've got this week uh logan thomas facing detroit uh and again detroit has been given up a fair amount of points to the tight end position they're eighth in the last uh four weeks for giving up points to the tight end position, and that's that's trending downwards on the season for them. Uh, last two weeks, they've actually given up the most points to the tight end position, uh, and that was facing Irv Smith last week, and I forget who it was the week before, but still, like these aren't like huge uh, names that are just dominating the Lions. Uh, uh, the other the other one was when they faced the Colts. So in the last two weeks, to the Colts and the Vikings, they've given up twenty four, an average of twenty four points uh, to the tight end position. So uh, I like Thomas in this game for that reason, uh, and I think he's worth the start if you've got him or if you need someone to stream. And my final start this week is going to be Rob Gronkowski facing the Carolina Panthers. He's been on our sit uh, sit. Uh, spot in this uh, segment uh, a lot this season but this week facing the Carolina Panthers they have been good at stopping wide receivers but they because of that they've given up a lot of points uh, in the air to the tight end position over the last four weeks they were given up the fourth most points to the tight end position uh, last two weeks as well uh, looking at the fifth most points overall averaging 18 points to the position and I think Kronk after last week's embarrassing loss to the uh, the New Orleans Saints, Tom Brady and Gronk are going to want to have a get-right game. And I, I could see Gronk getting a ton of targets in this game. Yeah, well, Gronk had touchdowns in three straight games heading into that Week 9 matchup against New Orleans. And, man, did the Bucks look like shit. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, that was uh that was bad. I I I had a parlay on that one. I had uh, Bucks 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 with the with the points um and the yeah. over so uh got the over did i did we? i can't remember <laughs> i don't think you did i think what yeah. it, 38 to 3 or something like that oh man it was yeah so definitely didn't, yeah didn't get the over then because the bucks didn't score any points but yeah that was kind of gross <laughs> and and that was supposed to, that should have been a good matchup as well i was like the marquee matchup for the week like it was know, drew Brees, tom brady monday night hyped for it on sunday night Sunday, yeah, Sunday night. <laughs> Monday night was the Patriots. But yeah, Sunday yeah, night, and that and, one and, was the one that nobody thought it was going to be a good game, and no, it turned out to be pretty good. That was an entertaining game for sure. Um, getting to my uh, tight end starts, then I've got one guy who I I love, and I'm so happy uh, that I think he's back to 100 percent this week, and that's Dallas Goddard. I, I like have that. been on Dallas Goddard for since he was drafted. I, I I love him. I've been. I'm a hater of Zach Ertz. I do not like Zach Ertz. <laughs> All you Zach Ertz truthers can just f off because <laughs> Ertz is not good i would say that since the beginning of the year He's dallas goddard dallas goddard was my number one fantasy sleeper pick mm-hmm. 
and got ruined by injury. Exactly. Wow. So, I mean, it ha- yeah, it got ruined by injury, and it happens. He came out week one. He put up a touchdown, 101 yards, eight receptions, and huge week, week one. And yeah, still another good week, week two. He still put up seven PPR fantasy points there, four for 30, and then he got injured. I don't believe week eight against Dallas, I don't believe he was at 100%. Mm-hmm. And he had last week he has bye week, so that gives us week 10 against the New York Giants. Oh, I'm looking forward to Dallas Goddard. I am starting him in every league I have him. I can he's gonna be he's gonna be a top five tight end this week and for the rest of the season. You heard it here first. Last mm-hmm. if you can recall, last time the Eagles played the Giants, Richard Rogers. He yeah. had a game. It he was did. 85 yards, and uh, I can't. I don't think he got in the end zone, but I think he got a Teddy that game. Yeah, perfect. Maybe, yeah, maybe he did. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Giants have allowed a tight end to score at least 13 PPR points in three of their last four games, and Dallas Goddard will be will make it four or five. Mm-hmm. So now let's get into some sits. Unless you have another tight end you want to start. Oh, no, no. I, I mean, Trey Burton was on there, but obviously that was last night and uh, he didn't do a whole lot. So. <laughs> well, that's actually, fair. that's, I mean, he didn't do nothing. Uh, what, do you, what do you put up? He put like, uh, I don't know, five points, five something. He had three receptions for about 25 yards. If I, I can't remember. Someone fact check me. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's it. Someone will. <laughs> <laughs> okay um that's all our starts so you want to tell me who you're sitting matthew i'm sitting kirk cousins this week uh this monday night game against chicago this, this one's this one's for you jordan this one's for you jordan <laughs> kirk cousins uh <laughs> our buddy jordan's a vikings fan and he absolutely hates cousins <laughs> he thinks he's just absolute trash and uh, he I mean, rightfully looked, so. I mean, he hasn't <laughs> looked that good, to be honest. Uh, but he's had some decent fantasy weeks this year. But I don't think that this is going to be one of them. I think they're going to be – well, like the last two weeks, they've been running the ball so often with Dalvin Cook. And I think that they're going to continue to do that because it's brought them success. And they've won games because of it. Hey, uh, he's still put up over 20 fantasy points in two of his last three games. Just saying. Oh, yeah. he's He's doing – He's still doing what he needs to do because Dalvin Cook is opening it up for him, right? Uh, And, like, you you know, some of those uh, points are coming on those long Dalvin Cook touchdown catches, right? Didn't he have, like, a 77-yard one two weeks ago against Green Bay and then another, like, 50-yard one or something like that uh, last week? It's just been... Kirk Cousins has definitely benefited from Dalvin Cook. And I, I'll say that similar to how Drew Brees benefits from Alvin Kamara. You have a good running back who can catch the ball and they can dodge tackles and break through defenders. Like they're going to get you points. <laughs> and those, those are two quarterbacks that seriously benefit from their uh, running backs being so good. Uh, but this week facing Chicago, Chicago has been pretty good everywhere with their defense, uh, including the running back position. Not that I'm, sitting Delvin Cook by any means but uh, Kirk Cousins I think is not going to be I, I see a couple turnovers for him in this game and uh, I just don't like uh, his prospects <laughs> for this game another sit for me is the rookie sensation Jake Luton just kidding he's not a rookie sensation <laughs> but you thought I was going to say Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow eh? definitely Although I, don't, I, I don't like Joe Burrow this week either no uh, but Jake Luton uh, facing the Green Bay Packers in that weathery game is just not going to be good for him. Uh, 
and or his receivers to be honest uh, I, I do like James Robinson still in this game but I am fading all the receivers uh, in this game as well as Jake Luton uh, final sit is going to be Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford has been a huge disappointment to me this season because I had him as one of my my guys. I thought that, well, I, I partially because of Kenny Galladay being injured so much this season, that has really hurt his fantasy production. Uh, and this is another week without Galladay. Uh, and the Washington defense has actually been uh, giving up the fewest points to the quarterback position over the last four weeks averaging only 10 points to that position over those four weeks. Uh, and in, in this game, I don't think that Stafford gets it done with his limited weapons. I, I still see him have see TJ Hawkinson having a decent game uh, in this matchup, but uh, the rest of the weapons, I'm just not confident in starting them. Yeah. I've, I've got, um, I've got the Washington football team going and uh, going and, and some DK lineups for that reason. So I'm mm-hmm. with you on that one, Matt. Um, I'll, I'll get into my, I've got one sit here. Um, well, I'm, I'm not playing guys. I'm not playing Lamar Jackson and DK. He's not my sit. Cause you gotta, you gotta play him in season long. He's just, I just want to say not playing him in, in uh, DFS. Um, my sit of the, my, my, my quarterback sit here though is uh, Cam Newton. Yeah, <laughs> that's also a good set. <laughs> he um, last so before week nine, where he rushed for two touchdowns, uh, he had had less than seventeen points in four street games, and Aye. I don't like that. Um, so I mean, he's what a Sunday night football against the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have only allowed more than twenty fantasy points against um, Mahomes and Wentz this year, and. Um, yeah, like they've shut down Deshaun Watson. They've shut down Ben Roethlisberger. They shut down Joe Burrow. <laughs> um, I'd say uh, Newton. If if you have to start him in Superflex or two QB leagues, that's where you're starting him. But um, no, he's he's not. Without those two touchdowns last week, he wouldn't have had 17 points again. He had what 20? Yeah, 23 points, and half of those came because of his two touchdowns. Exactly, over half. Right. Over half, exactly. Yeah. He did absolutely nothing else. I mean, Jacoby, Jacoby Myers was basically all of Newton's uh, yardage in that yeah, game. seriously. So I, I'm just bringing it up here. He threw for 274 yards, and geez, how many of those went to Myers? I think Myers had like 140-something. 169 yards. 169, wow. Myers had 169 yards. So 169 of the, Newton's 274 went to Myers. <laughs> insane man and uh actually getting into my running backs it's uh, I'll, I'll get uh, right back on that new england train and sit damian harris or rex burkhead or yeah exactly or rex burkhead if uh, damian harris doesn't play just so you're White saying as well you're saying sit all patriots running backs yeah you know how belichick likes to mix in all of his running backs all the time and produce very little fantasy value for any one of them on any given week unless he just likes to screw with people <laughs> and uh, be like hey uh you know jonas gray he's gonna go out for 40 points this week you remember jonas gray uh, yeah i remember him the one time he played yeah exactly uh so th- that's the only reason people remember him for i i don't like this matchup though against baltimore Baltimore has been great at stopping the run this season, and I expect them to continue to do that. They've 
they're giving up the fourth fewest fantasy points to the uh, running back position on the season. And I don't like any of the options in the New England backfield. Another sit for me is going to be Gio Bernard. Uh, expecting Joe Mixon to miss this week, but that does not mean that you can start Gio Bernard uh, in this matchup. Pittsburgh is allowing the fewest points to the running back uh, fantasy-wise this season, and they've just been tearing through offensive lines to get to the running back and the quarterback. Uh, I'm fading Joe Burrow as well in this matchup because of that, although I I think that if he does get the ball off, their secondary hasn't been the best at uh, stopping the the posting the receivers so it's it's just dependent on if he can get the ball off because that that defensive line is going to pressure him a lot and my final sit of the week is going to be Wayne Gallman uh, facing the Philadelphia Eagles Eagles are actually pretty stout against the run they've given up the sixth fewest points to the running back position uh, on the season I think that this Eagles team is looking to dominate the New York Giants uh, this week. They, uh, they're they coming off that bye. They're pretty, pretty well rested. Uh, and a lot of the team is actually healthy, like I said earlier in the show. So I don't expect uh, Wayne Gallman to be the one that breaks through that uh, defensive line for the Eagles. Okay, okay. So those are those are some solid sits, solid choices to sit there. I'm definitely, I mean, Wayne Gallman, I, I I'm probably still gonna play him in one yeah. league because I have to. Um, I'm running. It's the issue with sitting running backs this year is that there's there's no running backs out there. You need <laughs> you have to start guys like Wayne Gallman, and that's really yeah. it's what it's come down to, and it's really shitty. <laughs> no, so. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you on those. Um, my, my sit is actually going to be Ronald Jones. Um, yeah. Okay. You know what? I I know, and I've been high on Jones all year. I I still, I I still can't get rid of him, just because he's you never know, <laughs> and um, it's it's tough unless you're. I know I was offered a trade, um, Ronald Jones, for or Kenny and Drake for Ronald Jones at one point. I chose to keep. I chose to keep Ronald Ooh, Jones. That's that's tough. And exactly, and that's just. I, they're the same person. They're the same quarterback or running back. <laughs> they're the same running back, and it's just like, well, I'm not. I think Jones has more potential. He's got, he's got that receiving, um, the, the receiving ceiling, and I think that's why I'm hanging on to him. But well, since you, I was gonna say, you got Leonard Fournette, who's probably taking away most of the receiving work from him now. Yes, and so he has been. Time. So in the um, six, so Fournette's played six games, and Jones is averaging less than eight PPR points in those games. Gross. Yeah, and that's including two touchdowns in those games. So that's oh, man. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. I, I I can't, and that's also including a decent. That's including a, a decent performance in week two of Fournette's first week there. Yeah. Funny enough, I would start Leonard Fournette this week. Uh, oh yeah. I think because of the receiving work and oh, exactly. Carolina Panthers defense, who has yeah. been not great on the season, but is trending in the right direction. No, I'll, no, I, I'll actually say it. No, they, they, the, the Bucks trust Fournette to carry the ball. So I, I think Fournette's going to get a lot of uh, some, some, a lot of rushing attempts, especially in the second half, because mm-hmm. the Bucks are going to be up. And Jones, I mean, he's he had he's had that one fumble in his last 360 snaps or touches. 
and since and that Arians fumble, benches him. Arians <laughs> benched him. One fumble and 360 snaps, and he was benched. And then we saw Fournette come oh, in and put up the yardage. I actually I, I cashed on a couple awesome props uh, that game. Uh, Ronald, I took an under on Ronald Jones. I was under 15 rushing attempts. He had mm-hmm. like I think he had six that game or seven. Wow. And uh, I took the over on uh, Fournette, and his over under was like seven rushing attempts. And I took the over, and he had like 18. So, <laughs> so those were awesome uh, prop bets there. But yeah, Ronald Jones, he's point. on my he's on my bench if I can put him there. Mm-hmm. So, any other wider or running back uh, sits or you want uh, to the wide receiver? Uh, I, I'd I'd say I mean yeah, I was just get to the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, my top wide receiver sit this week is going to be Darius Slayton facing the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I said this the last time he faced the Eagles because I was projecting a cornerback uh, shadow from Darius Slay. So in the Slay versus Slayton matchup, last time it went to Darius Slay. Uh, Slayton only had two catches in that game for 28 yards, and he put up a dud. I expect Slay to shadow him in this game as well. And I expect another dud for Darius Slayton. And actually, I, uh, I did remove him uh, from our Warrior Bowl lineup because he was in there, replaced him with Cole Beasley, who I think has a better matchup. And I don't, I don't know, he, he could get a touchdown from Slayton because that's always a possibility with him. He just seems to get them here and there randomly. But I'm not, I'm not seeing it in this game. I think Slay is going to be all over him during the game and he's not going to have a good So one. I will say Slayton is back in it. I put him in over Jordan Howard. Oh, did you put him over Jordan? Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, I, I had to. That's I, fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah. And you know what? I was totally going to take out Janu Smith and put it in Higby. I, I ended up not. And if it weren't for that one-yard rushing touchdown for Smith, you I would have been, been so mad that I didn't do it. But he scored the touchdown and I was like, phew. Okay, because <laughs> I was going to do it, but I didn't. Because it was just it was too close to game time for you to be able to like see it. Yeah, and yeah, so I, I ended up. Not I, I would have been a little upset if you hadn't uh, told me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I did. I did switch out. Uh, I got Darius Slayton back in there and took out Jordan Howard. Um. Yeah. Okay. That, I, no, I'm cool with that. Okay. Um, All right. This is this is how we talk about our teams, guys. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just just on the podcast. Uh, yeah, exactly. Actually, uh, who who are we playing this week? Oh, we're playing no right we're three and six not good playing against a six oh, and three man, team just because of our quarterback situations oh it screwed us. we've we just run through quarterbacks like we lost Dak we lost uh all we have after Dalton yeah and then we traded for Carr we got Smith yeah. we have Mullins so now we have a bunch of okay like we have Smith and Mullins on our bench like and, and I'm afraid to drop them because <laughs> <laughs> yeah because of how how often our quarterbacks oh, have gotten man. injured so yeah um, hopefully Dalton comes back soon because Dalton will be going. Although Carr is doing all right, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, all right, my uh, what, what position? Are you? Wide receiver, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wide receiver sits. Um, oh crap! Where did you throw all yours? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Okay. <laughs> I was I was gonna let you finish anyways. Yeah, but, no, no, uh, no, go ahead. Keep going, and then it, I'll get to mine. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is another sit for me. Uh, we might see Alan Lazard return to this game, and I'm expecting him to play in this game, uh, but. W- between that and the blistering winds uh, and very cold temperatures, actually, it's supposed to be, I think, 35 degrees Fahrenheit in this game, uh, which that's freezing. is in the, that's in the single digits, isn't it? That's freezing. I think 36 that's freezing. Fahrenheit's freezing. Ooh. 
Oh, geez. Oh, Look at us Canadians looking. here trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're looking at uh, below freezing temperatures or freezing temperatures uh, in this game. Don't think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing the ball a whole lot if he doesn't have to. And I don't think that Valdez Scantling is going to be the guy that he throws to if he does throw the ball. So I'm sitting him in this game. He he was looking good and trending in the right direction uh, in terms of his targets and his production, but uh, I expect him to take a step back in this game. And on the other side of the ball, DJ Chark and actually all the uh, Jacksonville receivers are people that I am going to be uh, sitting in this game. If I can, I mean, I've got Chark in a lot of leagues and it's unfortunate, but uh, he's got a, a bad matchup and bad conditions for this game. Even after uh, Jake Luton seemed to favor him as a target last week uh, in the win against or the, uh, the game against Houston, almost a win. They, they came down to the wire. That was a pretty entertaining game actually uh, against uh, Houston. Yeah, week, but. that's right. It, it, it was. <laughs> Yeah, just a missed two-point conversion that uh, didn't take it to overtime, but for sure. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm fading Chark this week. I'm hoping that uh, he goes against my prediction and ends up having a good week for and for my fantasy lineups. But I don't like uh, his opportunity this week facing yeah. Green Bay in the cold and the wind. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Green Bay's secondary isn't that great. Um, it's they're, they're okay. I think he I, I think he can end up with another long touchdown like he did last week. Not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, uh, Green Bay's defense has actually given up the seventh fewest points to the wide receiver position. So they're not that bad. They, they've been giving up long touchdowns, though, no? That's, yeah. That's they, something like that. They've been giving up some long touchdowns. So if, honestly, if anyone's going to catch it, it probably will be DJ Chark. But with the, the winds being as, as like 25, eight miles an hour, you know, it's going to be tough to throw long touchdowns, you know? Yeah, for sure. That yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, good argument going both ways there. Um, probably better argument going against Chark, but yes, uh, also, I, uh, also I'm leaning con- against Chark. Yeah, I, I, so am I. I just those things. exactly. He's also got the possibility for quarter for that long touchdown, which may or may not happen. Probably won't. Um, I'm sitting at the wide receiver position. Uh, big old Mike Williams. Uh, he's looking at a matchup against Xavier uh, Howard uh, the, of the uh, Dolphins, and apparently the Dolphins are okay at defense, if not anything else. So, against um, what you want them to be but uh. <laughs> so uh yeah and and williams was he he kind of got banged up uh towards the end of the game uh, against the raiders last week so uh we'll see how he goes uh, i'm i'm gonna fade him this week uh partially because of the injury partially because of xavier howard um another sit is uh justin jefferson I'm, I'm not yeah. liking yeah i'm not liking the minnesota's yeah. uh air game um see like i i was considering jefferson but he's been so explosive in some of his games where i'm like i could just like go well, off for like a crazy long touchdown yeah so six catches for 90 yards on eight targets in his last two games and that's against green bay and detroit yeah, yeah. detroit I, I was expecting a much better uh per- showing from him yeah. it's so it's, it's three three for 45 he's averaging seven and a half points this last two games against two Ah, I mean, Lions D is not great, but again, it's back to Packers thing where like the Packers D is actually, or secondary is actually okay, but the Lions is not. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, take that as you will. Um, uh, the Bears have only allowed three touchdowns to receivers this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I, that along with the, uh, the fact that Dalvin Cook is cooking, um, I can't, yeah. I, I think, 
yeah. If this is a uh, opposite of a stack, <laughs> sit Kirk Cousins, <laughs> sit Justin Jefferson, <laughs> sit Adam Thielen. If you sit can. Adam yeah. Thielen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You probably don't have too many better pivots than Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson at this point in the season. But who knows if you if you have a really stacked team at wide receiver, <laughs> you could probably afford to sit one of them this week. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, and then, I mean, I. I guess yeah, that's it. I'm also sitting AJ Green, but uh, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, what's it called against Bengals against uh, the, Steelers, the Steelers. So, yeah. so going on to tight end, I'm going to be sitting Jared Cook this week facing the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Niners are the fifth best defense uh, in terms of fantasy points given up to the tight end position this season. Uh, you've got Michael Thomas back, Emmanuel Sanders back. I could see him being the fourth best option uh, in terms of throwing the ball for Drew Brees uh, in this offense, and I don't like his matchup against uh, San Francisco. So that's, uh, that's why I'm doing that. Uh, Tyler Higby, I'm also sitting against the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks have been actually pretty decent at stopping the uh, tight end position, although they can't stop wide receivers worth shit. Uh, they're giving up the sixth least amount of points to the tight end position this season, and Higby has been trending downwards uh, since Gerald Everett's gotten more into the mix, and he's just been a little banged up here and there. You said you said Gerald Gerald Evans. I'm just going to say uh, for those who I I, sure. I think I said Everett, but it. You probably misheard it as Evans. I don't know. I, I kind of mumbled it out. Okay. Uh, well, Gerald Everett, anyway. I, I know it's Gerald Everett. Yeah. I, I know you know. That's, that's why I just want to, for, for any beginners, they're like, oh, Gerald Evans, who's that? I want him. Everett. Everett. That's, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. At Seattle's actually been good at stopping the tight end position uh, this season. Uh, it's mostly been Jamal Adams that's been doing it. Uh, the free safety underneath stopping the uh, tight end. But. Uh, I'm I'm not liking Higby in this matchup. Not really liking Gerald Everett either, or Jer- Gerald Everin, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. And finally, it's going to be Hunter Henry facing the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins I used to are, I used to love him. Yeah, he's uh, he hasn't been targeted a, a whole lot with uh, Justin Herbert in there. He's had his games uh, in, in favorable matchups, but I think he's more of a matchup dependent uh, tight end at this point. It seems to be Keenan Allen that Justin Herbert's just loving. Oh, yeah, uh, Allen's getting so many targets. Season. Oh, it's crazy. You see him with like 16, 17 targets in a game, like just absolutely stupid amount of targets. And I, I'm, I'm here for it, to be honest, because I, I think Keenan Allen's one of the most underrated uh, oh, wide yeah, receivers sure. in the game. You know, I will say about Hunter Henry, he, he had seven targets last week. Yeah. And against Jacksonville week seven, uh, also seven targets. Week five against New Orleans, eight targets. Like he's getting targets. Yeah, the, he's the just least not amount, getting the yardage. Yeah, the, really. the the least he's not catching the ball. And like, yeah, I, I, that too. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Like the, uh, he hasn't. Uh, so since week four, he's had one game where he's had a a a, a catch percentage of over fifty percent. That's crazy. It's and that's, that's insane. And that was a that was that was a game where he caught all four of his targets uh, for thirty three yards against Denver in week eight. Oh, last week he was over fifty percent as well. Oh yeah, seven. Yeah, that's true. But math is still hard. just barely over fifty yeah. percent. You know. But yeah, I I, I gotta agree with you. He's, 
well, I agree with myself because I was the one who brought him up. Good one, Matt. Uh, anyways. Oh, in yeah, terms you of, know, way to go, Matt. I agree with you, Matt. Yeah, says I Matt. agree with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got to agree with myself every once in a while. <laughs> but yeah, sit Henry Henry if you have a better option to uh, pivot to. Like, like I said, there's some of these guys that I mentioned in my starts are probably still available on the waiver wire. You could probably pick up one of them and start them over uh, Hunter Henry because he is – a bit of a bigger name uh, in terms of fantasy. So, yeah. Yeah. Who are you All sitting? Right. I've got a big name for you. Mark Andrews. Ah, oh, man, I wanted to put him in there so bad, but I just don't think that uh, it's tough because he, it's Mark he Andrews. so his Mark Andrews and he gets a lot of the, uh, the, the receiving percentage, like the, the target percentage is too, like, but what you in, say in this he's offense, been a bust, he's been a bust oh, absolutely. all year. He has been a bust all year. I think he's had three decent games where he's he, put up good fantasy numbers, and that's yes. it. So week one, 22.8. This is PPR. Week four, 20.7. And week five, 17.6. Every other, every other game, he's had less than seven. He has yeah. like, week two, 3.9. Week three, 5.2. Week six, four. Week eight and nine, six and five, respectively. <laughs> it's um yeah. that's it's a little bit rough for uh, mark andrews and uh the patriots are number one team against tight ends so that's i mean an- another an- another knock against um mark andrews there uh yeah. they, they, they've held uh, they've held uh tight ends now darren waller travis kelsey and george kittle i think we can all agree that they are three of the top tight ends in the national football league is that correct uh i haven't <laughs> heard of those guys uh what are you talking about so they never heard of them in my life. So they've combined for only ten catches and 133 yards without a touchdown. That's insane. They've yeah. combined for only 22 PPR points against the Patriots. The the thing with me with Andrews though is like there's not many other options. But I don't know if you want any other options in this Ravens passing attack because Lamar Jackson doesn't throw the ball, and when he does, it's so far off that like it's it's just it's really frustrating as a Ravens fan when you have capable offensive pieces that just aren't doing it this season. Just absolutely not. Well, it's, um, it's, it's, it's your quarterback. You, you have, you, you, you have a running back at quarterback. He's a much better runner than he is a passer. There are, yeah. and, and I brought this up before you've got guys, you've got receivers who are better quarterbacks than, than uh, Land or than uh, um, I say Landry because Jarvis Landry is one of them that comes to mind. <laughs> but you have receivers who are who are better at throwing the ball than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, well, you're taking that from one uh, skill, uh, the the Pro Bowl skills no, competition. No. He's shown Most it this season. Well, he says he has, but unlimited amount of passes. As well, yeah, still he's. Got to be, he's better than Lamar Jackson. They should just Sam Coke, who is the punter for the Ravens, has better completion percentage than Mark Jack or Lamar Jackson. He's uh he's seven for seven in his career. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. You, know, uh, you, you could bring up a lot of those stats, but the fact of the matter is he even, doesn't even, play. Even myself, I've never missed an NFL pass. I've wow. never, I've never, I've no zero incompletions in my career. Good for you. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's get to our bets. Man. Hold on, hold on. And then I also, I also want to say Jordan Reed of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, just uh, he. Oh, last week was his first game back. He he had the one reception, um, but no, I, I'm I'm not ready to start him yet. Uh, we'll see how he does this week. If he goes off this week, I'm not going to be upset for not starting him. 
No, I he's yeah, he's definitely more of a risky play. I do think that the lack of production last week was mostly because of him just coming back from injury. Oh yeah. I, I do expect an uptick in his uh receiving volume this well, week. Saints also haven't allowed a tight end score in three games in a row. That's not and that, that includes Gronkowski and uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, it's totally fair. Uh, actually, the last four weeks, uh, the Saints have given up the fewest uh, points to the tight end position at 2.6 points per game. That's wow. in four weeks. <laughs> Against guys like Gronkowski and Graham. Yeah, exactly. Who are, who are decent, you know. <laughs> they're not great, but they're not bad either. No, um, not at all. Um, I mean, you would, just you'd expect the name them to value, get... But... Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, you know what? I do like that. Uh, and I do have uh, Jordan Reed as a DFS dart throw. <laughs> but it's it's a dart throw, right? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll advise against it. But, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd, I'd be taking him. Uh, just there's not too many dart th- good dart throw options uh, for me at tight end uh, this week. All right. So let's, uh, let's get to some bets. This is my favorite segment. You start yeah. us off. I know you're, oh. you've been looking to this. I'm going to go get a beer. So, Oh, okay. It. So uh, while Matt doesn't listen to any of my picks. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my headphones. <laughs> so while Matt doesn't really listen to any of my picks, I'll go ahead and talk about who I'm liking. And I'm actually going to start off, uh, start my picks here in the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and New York Giants game. I've, I've got the Eagles uh, minus three and a half against the Giants. Um, the Eagles are the best team in the uh, – it, in this in this amazing division the nfc east and um yeah so yeah eagles are going to be all over the giants i i can't see um i think the eagles defense even has a good game i think we're going to see a lower scoring game but uh definitely eagles minus three in that one uh so for our contest here i'm putting a thousand dollars on the eagles minus three and a half uh number two here is I wasn't expecting to see the Seattle Seahawks as an underdog, but I am taking the Seahawks um, on the money line against the Rams. So the Rams are two point favorites here. And what I was going uh, and earlier in the show, I said, "Ah, oh, well, we'll just I'll wait and talk about that during the bets." And I, I did remember what I was going to say. So here it is. Um, typically, your home team, your they, they like to get a. Uh, they, they, Vegas gives the home team a three-point premium. So they'll automatically say, your home team, you're going to get an extra three points on a spread. Now, a year like this is a little bit more difficult because of because of COVID, and obviously we don't have fans in these stadiums. and um, Many. <laughs> or many fans. And LA is one of those where they don't allow fans. So it's they're still giving the looks like they're still giving the Rams the three points for being home here. And um, what the tells me here, what this, what this spread tells me at Rams minus two, it tells me that Seattle is actually on an even on a level playing field tells you that Seattle is actually a one point favorite. Mm-hmm. So that is why I'm taking Seattle at minus or at Seattle on the money line at uh, it looks like plus 100 plus 106 odds. I'm seeing here uh, that okay, was actually just up, updated. So really? that's yeah, it's it's it's. Wants me I'm to I'm looking at some of these uh, bets that I made too, and these lines have moved in the last hour and a half, two hours. Kind well, of. yeah, and that's and that's the thing about I'm recording. So glad the, that I, I put them in before. Yeah. Uh, well, exactly, and that's the thing about recording this uh, Friday evening show is like that's when you get a lot of this injury news, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. You have teams who are wrapping up their practices and now we're hearing, oh, so-and-so didn't practice on Friday. And if they're not practicing Friday, that usually means you're out on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's why a lot of these odds will change. So I've got, yeah, I've got Seattle. Um, Seattle on money line here. I'll put another $1,000 of our money on that. And you betcha, I'm betting them in real life as well. Um, my third and final bet is another money line bet, and that is the LA Chargers uh, visiting Miami. Uh, it's three weeks in a row I've gone against Miami, and this is the one that I'm hitting on. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, yeah, I've got the Chargers beating Miami straight up there. Really? Well, I'm gonna start. Well, this was gonna be my last bet, but since you have LA Chargers against Miami, I'm gonna let you know I've got Miami against the LA Chargers. Um, the Chargers have lost a lot of close games this season, and they're just I, I leads. do. They're, they're just blowing leads. And I, I do think that they are better than what their record shows. But the Miami Dolphins defense has been phenomenal the last couple of weeks facing uh, Arizona where they've, I mean, they're, they're getting the turnovers, right? And that's the biggest thing. Uh, Justin Herbert, uh, despite some early turnovers in the season, has been pretty good. Uh or, Wait, did he, has he thrown any uh, interceptions this season? I'm just taking a look at this. I don't, I don't think he has. I might be wrong on that. I think he had a fumble early on. Oh, yeah, he's thrown some interceptions. What am I talking about? They just didn't have it on his stat line for the season, which is weird. Um, yeah, he threw touchdowns in each of his – or interceptions in each of his first three games. He also threw touchdowns in those games. <laughs> but – uh, he hasn't had one uh, since two weeks ago against Denver where he had two. And I think that he probably throws a couple more this week because Xavier Howard's just been great as a cornerback recently, as well as the rest of the Miami defense. So I am, uh, I'm fading the chargers, not, not their players, but the, just the chargers. I, I do think this is, will be one of the higher scoring games. Uh, I, I would lean the over in this game one uh just like i mentioned last week chargers have hit the over in all but two of their matchups i believe this season one or two um but i'm gonna take miami because tua looked good last week against uh cardinals well better than he did against the rams at least (laughs) a couple weeks ago but yeah i'll I'll take miami and uh, you could take la you want to do a a 20 dollar bet on that one maybe you can uh win your money back from the dk metcalf loss deal okay let's do it um another pick for me this week and i had mentioned it off the the top green bay jacksonville under 50 points i'm putting a thousand dollars on that one in our uh, fake money i'm gonna put 750 on uh, miami as well uh for for them winning but yeah it's gonna be a windy game i don't expect jacksonville to be the one scoring a lot of points i think Green Bay probably still puts up 24 to 28 points, but I don't think that uh, Jacksonville will put up 22, which would cover this, uh, this line here of 50. So I am going to put the under on that one, putting a thousand bucks on that one. Then another one that I had mentioned off the top, Houston, Cleveland. I expect this one to be under 48 uh, points, which is the line that I got it at. I see that the line has moved to 46 now, actually. Uh, so they've been bringing it down quite a bit. Uh, it actually started the week off at 55. So if you were able to bet that early on in the week, good for you. 
Yeah, and you know what? That's the thing. Like, um, I gotta say, especially fifty-five points. <laughs> well, especially when you've um, with these weather games, you you don't know until you get closer too. So you get these games. Ooh, wow, Another that sounds one. tasty. I need one of those. Um, so you need to, uh, or what was I saying? Yeah. So a lot of the times when the, when the line is set uh, at the beginning of the week, you don't know about the weather. So mm-hmm. it'll change throughout the week, and hey, who knows? Maybe we have a shift in the in the wind, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not going to be as windy, and maybe everyone's seeing it forty six, and now they're betting the over on it. Comes yeah. comes Saturday night, it's maybe the over moves back up toward fifty, right? Who knows? Uh, I'm I'm still liking the under though. Uh, the, these are two not so great defenses and two pretty decent offenses, so I understand why the line was so high early in the week. Uh, and if you've seen that in like the matchups this season where I've said like these are decent offenses, shitty defenses, bet the over, most of them have hit. Uh, you saw last week with uh, LA and who did they face? The Chargers and uh, the Raiders. Yeah, two not so good defenses, pretty decent offenses. And they ended up hitting the over. Um, so I, I would have normally taken the over at this uh, – 40 well now it's 46 but uh, i would have normally taken it at 48 too but not uh not with the wind factor in this game uh i'm also going to agree with you on philly uh covering the minus four spread i got them at minus four uh when i bet them uh and i'm going to do this one as a parlay actually i'm taking philly in this game and i'm going to take the over of 44 that is currently set at i think new york puts up a fight they probably get 20 to 24 points but i actually think this philly offense is going to go off this week i'm expecting 30 plus points from them against new york Ooh. yeah so that's my parlay and i'm gonna put 500 dollars on that one uh doing 750 on the uh houston cleveland under and then my final one is going to be Seattle LA Rams over 52 points. And that's going to be at 750 as well. I think both these offenses are going to put up a lot of points, uh, expecting it to be close to 60, I think, between the two of them. Uh, and I, I, I do have LA slightly favored in this game, but I think it's going to be a close one. So it's not, it's too close for me to bet the, uh, the line on that one. Okay. Or the, uh, the, the over under, sorry. Not not the over under the I said it right the first time. The uh Are you okay? One. No. It's been a long night. <laughs> it's only six fifty. <laughs> long night already. Uh, I got uh, got some girls coming over here. Oh later, so trying to mentally prepare for that. No, no. It's just gonna be over. me. It's gonna be me and a bunch of women. So <laughs> <laughs> why are you complaining? I don't understand. Because they're just gonna talk about girl things and um, not football so that's why this is my uh my time to actually enjoy uh talking about football things <laughs> before uh before they come over oh, it's tasha's man. uh tasha's sister's birthday today so oh, that's not she's, exciting. Uh, she's legal <laughs> oh 19 oh. that is exciting for you uh, yeah all right i'm on my way you're in you're back in now eh? <laughs> I, i'm back in now yeah for sure she's cute <laughs> <laughs> oh, she looks like Tash. So, <laughs> oh, I I won't answer then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's not a good answer for you. <laughs> oh man. Oh, okay. Um, just setting you up for failure with yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's. I'm just not going to say anything. That's all. <laughs> okay. Let's get to our DFS dart throws. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Uh, all right, so I guess this is this is more of a uh, a you section for. Um, well, if you have if you see anyone too that you're liking at a pretty good value, just throw someone in there, buddy. Like yeah, anytime. I know you've pretty well got everything covered here. Uh, it's I mean, I, I also see that. You know, well, go ahead, you start, and I'll I'll, I'll throw yeah. my two cents right, here. QB, these aren't really dart throws; they're more values. Uh, yeah. Tua Tagovailoa. Every now and then, I'll 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 mention something about this controversial segment. Okay, controversial, eh? Yeah. Uh, it's we we call it DFS dart throws because it rolls off the tongue better, but it's really value picks and dart throws. D- DFS uh, value plays. Okay. Yeah, I, I prefer that. Let's. Like, all right, you you call it dart throws. I call it value plays. I I like DFS dart throws rolling off the tongue better. Sure. DFS value plays and dart throws. <laughs> to satisfy Miles. Thank you. Uh, at QB position, Tua Tagovailoa, 5,600. Uh, facing the Bills' defense over-under in this game is set at 56.5. Excuse me? I, oh, wait. What the hell am I talking about? I went to the Cardinals-Bills game. Wow, Matt. Um, facing the LA Chargers. Like I said, controversial. Controversial. Um, yeah. I Tua had a great week last week. Put up 21 fantasy points. It was pretty solid in uh in that game la's given up uh, a fair amount of points to the quarterback position on the season they have kind of righted that ship a little bit uh in the last couple weeks uh they're actually one of the middle tier uh defenses for that actually miami and los angeles are back to back on the season in that oh sorry no that's in the last four weeks so yeah on the season uh la chargers are the fourth worst at uh covering the i heard that sneeze in the background that was funny uh uh covering the uh qb position uh which is why i i like to in this matchup although like i said over the last four weeks they kind of have rated that ship i i do expect this one to be a higher scoring game uh just because la always likes to give up those late leads uh and Tua could get some good garbage time points. He could get some points early on. I expect this to be a very close matchup between uh, the Chargers and the uh, Miami Dolphins. And that usually produces a lot of uh, good fantasy value uh, for most positions, actually. Uh, then I got Derek Carr. Uh, he was someone that we had mentioned earlier. Uh, the Raiders are facing the Denver Broncos. They've given up a lot of points to the quarterback position don't need to rehash that anymore but he's at 5400 on DraftKings. uh any quarterbacks you wanted to throw in there or no yeah i want to throw in drew lock uh 5500 um again going up against uh Derek carr there um mm-hmm. I, I, this is if if judy's playing anyway uh he needs the weapons uh yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's what i've got there for sure uh now at the running back position i had a really hard time finding any dart throws per se so i got three value players two dart throws uh in case they do play both of them are questionable as right now so my uh my value plays are melvin gordon at 5200 duke johnson at 5000 especially now with the uh news that david johnson is out duke johnson is going to be super high owned oh yeah super high owned but still a great value play i think in cash Uh, games yeah and uh jd mckissick is going to be my uh final value play he's at 4900 as well he's been catching the ball quite a bit uh out of the backfield and i i, I do like him again this week went because when alex smith came in the last time at quarterback he was 
favoring McKissick as the running back uh, in, in targeting I'm, him. I'm starting McKissick in, uh, in, in a couple season long leagues. Just yeah, I think he's because of that. He's worth starting in those leagues as well. No, you, two... you, sorry, you actually, uh, oh, go, go, sorry, go ahead. I, I didn't scroll down enough. You have more. Keep going. Okay. Uh, my uh, my two dart throws this week are Troy Main Pope at four thousand and Matt Breida at four thousand. Uh, both these guys are still questionable coming into this week, so you'll have to monitor their status before you end up picking them as a dart throw. But they both have decent matchups uh, in those games. I'm not not great, but I, I expect them to probably be the main beneficiaries in their backfields if they are playing. Now, so. now what if I told you I have mm-hmm. a running back? Who is priced the same as as those guys, Matt Breida? Yeah, and is priced the same as um, Tremaine Pope. Yep, because that's and, the bottom of the price range for them. <laughs> yeah, and is going to score even more points. Tell me about them. And I'm surprised you don't have him. It's Mike Davis. <laughs> Oh, jeez, I didn't even see him. No, I must have uh, glanced over him then. <laughs> yeah, so oh, Mike Davis Mike great. Davis at $4,000. Mike Davis and Duke Johnson are both going to be very highly owned. Cash games, they are must-plays. They're going to save you a lot of salary. Uh, I've got some lineups with, uh, with both of them in it already. Uh, we'll see how our lineup making goes uh, at the end of the show when we make our lineup. Um, yeah. But we're going to have uh, quite, quite the lineup, I think, here. Um, I that think so, is too. probably going to be a cash game lineup, which I think will We'll, we'll we'll build a cash game lineup uh, this episode. I know we've been doing that that GPP lineup, but this week we'll build a cash game lineup. Just that's where the money is, and that's what I do, and that's where I win. So that's that's what that's what we're gonna do at the end of the show. So um, huh. who who are you liking as a value play at the wide receiver position? Yeah, I, I really wish I had seen uh, Mike Davis. I totally would have thrown him in there. I just I must have glanced over him. That's My why bad. there's two of us. Exactly. Uh, at the wide receiver position, most of these guys are do- dart throws, uh, doit throws. Uh, Hunter Renfro is my top guy. He's at 4,200. Uh, he's, I mean, in, in this matchup, uh, against the Denver Broncos, he probably has the most favorable quarterback, uh, cornerback matchup coming out of the slot. I always say the word cornerback really fast and it always sounds like quarterback to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it sounds like it to me, but I know what you're, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Anyways, uh, although, um, yeah, so he's, uh, facing, Oh, actually, it's Nelson Aguilar who's got the best uh, cornerback matchup in that game, facing uh, Devontae Harris, who's just been giving up 3.9 yards per route run, which is insane. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is a good uh, value pick at 4,900 as well. I did, I did want to put him in there, but uh, Hunter Renfro, uh, Derek Carr has been spreading the ball out quite a bit. Hunter Renfro has seen a lot of action uh, over the last four weeks, and he's more of, yeah, I guess he's more of a dart throw than a value pick uh, with Aguilar having the better cornerback matchup. Uh, but who knows? Maybe he'll uh, put up some good points, and I, I do expect this to be a high-scoring game, and he could be a beneficiary of that uh, high score. Uh, another one, and this is a real dart throw here because he's coming off injury. Alshon Jeffrey at 4,000 on DraftKings. Uh, I expect this, like, like I was saying earlier, I think this Philadelphia Eagles offense is going to be buzzing in this game. I expect them to be throwing a lot uh, with everyone being healthy. I don't know if Jeffrey actually sees the field a whole lot in this game, but that's why he's a dart throw. Uh, I, I wouldn't be starting him in too many lineups if, if I were you, but who knows? He's still uh, he's still a big name that's uh, at a small price uh, in this one. 
Okay. Uh, the next one is Josh Reynolds, and I think he's my favorite uh, dart throw this week facing the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they, they've just been bleeding points to the wide receiver position, and I don't think that uh, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are going to get all of those points, and the next guy up is Josh Reynolds. Uh, and who knows, you might see Van Jefferson get into the mix a little bit here, but I expect Reynolds to be uh, targeted a fair amount in this game, and he's good for a couple deep shots as well. Who knows, all he needs to catch is one of them for a touchdown, and he's got a good week for you. Well, you know what, it's I think I think I think it's it's crazy that he's still priced so low. I know. So in um so it's it started off so weeks let, let's go through um week by week here. I'm I'm actually I'm going to start in uh start in week 6 here against San Francisco. This was the mm-hmm. highest he was priced at ever uh this year. Ever this mm-hmm. year. <laughs> and it was $4100, okay? He had wow. he, uh, so that game he had five or, or five or two receptions on five targets. Uh uh, included a 40-yard touchdown. So, um, he went down after that, understandably, because of the lack of uh, because of the lack of um, targets or um, receptions. The next two weeks, so week seven, eight, eight targets. He was at $3,200, and then going into week eight, he, he was actually priced 3100 which was the lowest he's been all year. Wow. And that was, um, yeah, and, and that was four receptions on nine targets. He ended Not up, bad. You know, exactly. And he's priced at 3500 Uh So this weekend, I'm totally with you on that. And he's got a great matchup this week. I think we might just have to slot him into our lineup. A little we may later. have to. <laughs> uh, I'll add actually to this uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. That's that's a solid uh, one there. I, yeah. 37. that windy game though. That's, yeah. That's thing. It, yeah, it's true. And it's uh, $3,700. Uh, he had in his uh, week eight. Did he play in week eight? Or did he? Uh, uh, no, yeah, yeah, he did. Was um, it, he, yeah, it was week he, he eight only, that OBJ went down, I think. Eh? No, no, was uh, that no week, seven? O, week seven he went down. So okay. Peoples Jones, he he played only four snaps in week eight. Okay, <sighs> and I can see a bounce back game here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, again, Higgins is also kind of showing up, and you got Landry there. But I can, I think you can throw a dart on Peoples Jones if you want to. At only thirty seven hundred. Yeah, he's a he's definitely a dart throw player. Uh, that's why I have this segment. And then uh, my final one is going to be Austin Mack uh, for the New York Giants. We saw him get five receptions for seventy two yards and a touchdown last week, and a, a very uh, bizarre game where we had Golden Tate sitting. I think due to a coach's decision. Yep. And uh, Mack coming in in that slot role, I, I believe he played in mostly. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot of the game, but I, I just saw him uh, on the highlights. Or like, who is this guy? Uh, he's only priced at three thousand uh, dollars, and I, I although I don't expect uh, New York's offense to be that great in this game, if he gets a couple touches, uh, I, I could totally see him putting up some decent points uh, for your fantasy lineups or for your for your DraftKings lineups or whatever DFS lineups you're putting them in. Uh, yeah, if if you want to spend up other 
replaces Austin Max on a bad dart throw, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Rager also add uh, his first game back in week eight. He had six targets. Yeah, I, yeah. I had him on there, but I didn't want to have two uh, Philadelphia Eagles on the dart yeah. throws section. He's at uh, 4,200 as well. I'd be more comfortable with Jalen Rager uh, oh, 100%. than Alshon Jeffrey. So that's why I'm adding him here. He's got a good yeah. matchup against the Giants. I mean, all the same reasons you're going to play. Uh, you would play Jeffrey. Spend the extra, spend a little extra and play Rager, please. Yeah, spend the extra two hundred bucks. <laughs> I'd say too. If you're uh, gonna play them, I mean, there's other guys down here. Like, I mean, Mike again, Mike Davis, four thousand. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's oh, other yeah. guys down in this range that you're going to play over top of both of them. Uh, these are just eh, names to consider. Absolutely. And then at uh, tight end, I had Jordan Reed as uh, one of my dart throws. And uh, after l- looking a bit more into it, I I'm not really liking him as much uh, in that category. But it's tough at the tight end position this week, in my opinion. Uh, not too many good matchups for the lower tier guys. Uh, so I don't know if any of them are really going to break through. Uh, but Logan Thomas, I do like him. I had mentioned him in my starts uh, section and he's priced at 3,300 facing the Detroit Lions. Uh, he's, he'd be the one that I would be looking at mostly in uh, DFS lineups for uh, value play. All right. Um, I'll, I'll add Darren Fells to this uh, list. Now, Darren Fells, if we look back to his uh, week five and six against Jacksonville, Tennessee, he had he had a combined nine targets for uh, 100 and f- 140 yards nearly. I will mention that. Along with touchdowns those, in each of those, those games. Were, those were weeks where Jordan Akins was out of the lineup. And usually when Akins is in the lineup, he gets a bit more of the target share than Fells does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, just, just I, wanted to throw that out there. I and do it's agree. the windy game, right? Yeah, so. and that's why I like the tight ends more. I like tight ends in these windy games. Shorter passes. Don't oh, yeah, have to yeah. worry about the wind, right? And that's also why I'm really liking Duke Johnson. Yeah. So uh, I I saw actually Jordan Aikens a little f- bit further down. Uh, uh, yeah. No, Aikens is not. Uh, Fells like tw- twenty nine hundred. Yeah, Fells is the better is the better tight end here. Um, I disagree. I think Aikens is the better tight end. No, I mean Deshaun Watson also doesn't really use his tight ends, right? Also no, keep that true. in mind, right? He's yeah. rather he'd rather run him run himself um, for for five or six yards or do or check down to Duke, right? But um, uh, if I were to pick between these two tight ends, I'm going. <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> I'm going Fells. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go Aikens then. Uh, I'll, I'll take Aikens and Thomas as my two dart throws then. All right, and you can there take Fells. Okay. Uh, like, so now let's don't play uh, either of them, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That would be the best choice, but uh, yeah, if you have to play one of them, go with Aikens because I said so. <laughs> okay, sure. All right, uh, let's uh, let, let's move on to our uh, our second final second last segment here where we make a uh, DK lineup. Yeah. So, like I mentioned, this week we're going to do it a little bit different where we're going to make a lineup for a uh, for a cash game. Now this uh, this is uh, when I say cash game, I mean like your fifty fifties, your double ups, uh, your head to heads, things like that. This is mm-hmm. where ownership doesn't really matter because uh, you, you want the guaranteed points. You, all you have to do exactly. is all you have to do is beat fifty percent of these people. Yeah. So like I've said in, in, in previous shows, it's this is where you make your money. Um, about mm-hmm. seven, about seventy to eighty percent, actually about eighty percent of my bankroll of, of what I'm what I'm. Uh, entering in a week is in these 50 50s mm-hmm. because I, wh- why would I, wh- why would I try so hard 
to go for, I mean, everyone loves to go for the millionaire maker, right? And, and I do too. And I still do lineups in that every week. Oh, but yeah. wh- why, why try so hard just to get in the top 12% when you can... All you need to do is get in the top 50. Oh, exactly. So like they're... Like you get in the top twelve percent, you go to Millie Maker, you get in the top. You're in that last position. You're making your money back. Ooh, you put twenty bucks in, and guess what? You're getting twenty bucks, maybe twenty five dollars. Yeah, if you're in the top whatever. If you make the top twelve, eleven to eleven to twelve percent, basically. Yeah, yeah. So if you make all you have to do in these fifty fifties is make the top fifty percent, and you actually double your money. Mm -hmm. So come on. Why aren't you doing that? Get on it. That's what you should do in DFS. So we're going to build a DFS lineup that is usually or a DFS cash game lineup that's usually um, just loaded with uh, with those high with those high owned players because that's fine. Yeah. So I think at quarterback, my pick would be Jared Goff, obviously. Yeah. Facing the Seahawks, <laughs> uh, he, he's pretty reasonably priced at 6500 too like one of those top end guys yeah for sure he's definitely in the mid-tier here uh golf is an excellent uh excellent pick here uh looking at guys even below him i'm not really liking anyone anyone else there i mean you've got roethlisberger at 6200 i think he would be a solid play um mm-hmm. if you want to go with a Steelers stack um that's probably it uh, underneath uh, yeah. Goff here, I mean, uh, you got if, if you've got Mayfield at six thousand, but because of the weather, you yeah. want to stay away from him. Um, again, not you, really you, wanted to do it to like a, a value pick stack either, because you never know with some of these guys who they're going to throw to. Mm-hmm. Um, I might consider Drew Locke, maybe Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick uh, as that kind of stack, but I don't know if Judy's playing in this game. Exactly, and both, I, uh, both if, him and Patrick are probably going to be banged up in this game at least yeah so yeah so uh I, i'd say uh yeah jared goff is definitely the number one guy here and uh, i think we should go straight into this stack and i say we stack him with uh two receivers two yes. receivers here and so, my recommendations are woods and reynolds okay my recommendations would actually be cup and reynolds okay uh, i think both uh, well we can definitely get reynolds in there anyways uh as part of the stack so uh, we'll do that, and let me just bring up the one stat that I wanted to do. For... Yeah, so my my only concern with Cup is that he's coming off that oblique injury, right? Yeah, he had that, li- that he had limited concerning. sessions, limited sessions um, Tuesday and Friday, or sorry, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, or Wednesday and Thursday. Um, he did <laughs> practice in full on Friday. They didn't practice Tuesday. Come on, for like figure yeah. it out. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, he logged limited uh, practices, and then he actually practiced in full today on friday yeah um, so I, I do like woods in this matchup as well uh but cup is probably going to be seeing a lot of dj reed jr who has been giving up 2.64 yards per route run uh to okay. the slot receivers this season uh whereas robert woods will probably be seeing a lot more of quentin dunbar who's given up 1.46 yards per route run are we are we that, chasing that week eight game against miami where cup had 20 targets uh, no it's it, and that's I was more it was more on the defensive side of the ball that I'm chasing than uh, Cooper Cup's performance against Miami, uh, personally. Uh, but you know what? He is the higher uh, priced player here. I I don't mind Woods by any means. I'd I'd be cool with either of them, but I preferred Cup. Cup. Okay. Well, let's let's do that. I I, I like yeah. I, was, I I'm okay with either Cup or Woods. I was I was going. Um, I was going like woods based on uh, salary, but you know, it's only an extra $300 might as well go. Yeah. with Cup. It's not that, uh, that much more expensive. 
Yeah. So let's go uh, go ahead and we'll slot in uh, uh, Josh Reynolds and Cooper Cup to go along with Jared Goff. I mm-hmm. think that's a solid uh, stack. I am going to stay away from Daryl Henderson this week. I'm not too. Um, He's still questionable too. Well, yeah. There's that. I, there's that, and I I think He's that. Turn, that backfield's like a three-headed monster right now. You don't know which guy is going to get it. And oh, exactly. It, Even if he is healthy, they're still going to use Malcolm Brown. They're still going to use Cam Akers, right? Yeah. Um, and he hasn't. Henderson hasn't done a whole lot uh, lately, unless he scores. It's true. In terms of fantasy value, absolutely. He's yeah. Um, he's he's becoming touchdown dependent, right? Mm-hmm. Now, at the running back position, we both talked about Duke Johnson as a great play this week, and I am very comfortable slotting him into one of our running back slots here. Yeah, I think we have to go Duke Johnson here, especially in the weather, this weather game, our possible weather game. He's, I could see a few checkdowns to Duke Johnson. They're going to be running the ball as well, and Duke Johnson also gets that. So, um, yeah, definitely hop on that Duke Johnson train. It's going to save you hella salary at the running back position. Oh, yeah. um, so that's that's why he is in there um we also have the ability here matt to pay way up for one of these top guys uh, i was at the just going position. to say and uh, i am like a couple guys i'm liking aaron jones oh man i was just gonna say aaron jones too uh, i was gonna say either him or james robinson uh personally and i like both of them i i'm totally cool with aaron jones i have robinson in a couple other lineups only have jones in one other lineup so i hey, would like this? to go jones here let's slot robinson into the flex Let's do let's, it. Let's see what we can do here. Let's get both of them in this game. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's uh, let's fill out our defense here. Uh, we've got uh, fourteen thousand four hundred remaining salary, which is an average uh-huh. of forty eight hundred per. Um, actually, bad, you know what? Before we get to the the defense, there's someone here that I think we can boost in the tight end here that will boost a little bit of that remaining salary. And uh, I know you talked about Ebron, right? Yep. Um, We've talked about Goddard at forty two hundred, Ebron at forty four hundred, and even Evan oh, Ingram at forty five hundred. Like all three of those options, uh, I I'd go Ebron personally out of those three. Uh, I know you like Goddard a lot a lot this week though too, so I'm I'm yeah. cool with either one. Um, yeah, I, it's really a tough decision uh, here: Goddard, Ebron, or Ingram. I just uh, think with Cincinnati get just bleeding points to the tight end position. See, I just. I'll tell you what I like about about uh, Evan Ingram. In the last three weeks, he's or he's averaged ten targets in each of the last three weeks. Yeah, but he's he's done that all season. But he, he's getting a lot of targets, but not catching the ball all the time. He's kind of like looking ahead and getting ahead of himself with the. Uh... Okay, how about this? He's averaged thirteen fantasy points. Okay, it's better, but I think Ebron could beat that easily i think ebron gets like six to seven receptions probably about 60 yards and a touchdown that would put us at close to almost 20 about 18 ebron hasn't had ebron's only had six receptions once all year yeah and it was in a game where he had a solid tight end matchup (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and and it's tough it's tough here because uh because ingram like he's going up against the 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 Eagles, who are the worst team against the tight end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've got Ebron going against the Bengals, who are the third worst. But they are the worst in the last four weeks, and they are 
given up 24.6 points to the position over that time span. That's that's why I, I I'm it may be a little bit more of a recency bias, but I do like trends in terms of uh, in terms of fantasy football. So okay, so I think we have it narrowed down here between Ingram and Ebron. Um, let's go with the lower priced option. Okay, by one hundred dollars. By one hundred dollars, <laughs> and we'll add in the Steelers defense at forty four hundred dollars. You know what I like that. Um, yeah, it's they've been great the last little bit. Uh, I don't mind paying up for them a little bit, and that leaves us with fifty six hundred at the wide receiver position. So there, and are t- there are two guys here that uh, there are really two guys like here that, that I like at that fifty six hundred dollar mark: Jerry Judy and Brandon Cooks. Um, now Judy, again, I we really have to follow this uh, this shoulder injury, right? He is questionable. Um, he didn't. He didn't participate in Wendy's practice. Wendy's <laughs> Wednesday's practice, and he practiced limited both Thursday and Friday. Yeah, Fangio, I... Fangio did say this afternoon, not too long, actually about an hour before we started recording, uh-huh. that he's pretty confident Judy will be able to play in Sunday afternoon's game. Yeah, I I actually like Judy a little bit more than Cooks here. Like I said, with that weather in the Cleveland, not looking good for some of the receiving options there. And I think Judy uh, probably provides a, a better floor uh, in this game against Las Vegas. Uh, there is obviously the question mark with uh, his health, but if Fangio is expecting him to play, you saw him break out last week against Atlanta. He had a slow start, mind you, but they, yeah. they, ended, up, they ended up getting it. I mean, the um, Denver offense as a whole had a slow start. So. Yes, it did. Now, I'm going to give you a number here. 24. Okay. Do you know what that number is? Uh, the amount of targets he's had in the last two games. The I amount love... of beer that comes in my uh, my <laughs> cases that I buy. Like uh... That is also true. But 24 <laughs> targets in his last two games. I love volume. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, I, 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 think, um, I think Judy is a solid option here. I'm just going to quickly look at Cooks here. Um, he said, wow, in <laughs> his last four games, he's had at least nine targets. I know, and it's. And it's I'll tough. go. I'll go in order. Most recent, so I'll do weeks nine, seven, six, and five, in this order, okay? And these are these are receptions to tar- or receptions, yards, and targets. Mm-hmm. Okay, three receptions on nine targets for eighty-three yards. Seven for nine on sixty, or for sixty. Nine for nine for sixty-eight. Eight for twelve for one hundred and sixty-one. Yeah, and that was. Uh... His real, he's he's done very well over his last four games. Uh, yes, after touchdowns kind of had in all start to see exactly season. touchdowns in all of those except for week seven. And oh my, oh my goodness! I I know he's got that juicy stat line, yes, but it's the weather. But it's the weather, man. So like, you know what? You, you these saw, guys, you these saw the guys... last game in Cleveland where there was wind. You saw that that was uh, the Vegas Raiders against the Cleveland Browns, and that was a thirteen to six game. You know, and that was at uh, 25 mile an hour winds, I believe, in that game. So this one's supposed to be 28, <laughs> and I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, like both these o- offenses are pretty good, and the defenses are crap. But in this game, I'm just not confident in the the production, other than at the running back position. So we've got a dilemma, and that's that's do we go with the injury, or do we about, go with the weather? 
if you want, I can go with Judy. You can go with Cux. Well, no, I, 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 this is a, this is a discussion I'm having with myself even because I don't know exactly. Like I, 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 I put in Judy. That's what I did. Okay, I'm, I'm I, going I, with Judy. As I well. put in Judy, and that's only because of the weather. Um, I'm going to check the weather forecast for uh, it's in Cleveland, right? It's I'm going to check. Yeah. I'm going to check the weather forecast in Cleveland on Sunday morning. I'm yep. going to see what it's like, and if weather is good. I am going to put in cooks. I'm going to put in cooks. Yes, that's fair. No, I, I, I totally feel you on that one. So now getting to my thrive. Props. Well, we've got to recap our lineup. Here. Okay, Come fine. on. I'll quickly yeah. run through it here. Uh, all right. So we've got our stack here. We've got our quarterback and two receivers, um, Jared Goff, Cooper cup and Josh Reynolds at the running back position. We've got Aaron Jones and Duke Johnson saving some salary with Duke Johnson there. Uh, we're actually we actually faded Mike Davis, which is you know what, which is totally fine, I think, because he he did He's underperform. Got a tough matchup too. Yeah, and uh, he did I underperform in his last couple games without CMC. So I'm okay with fading Davis here. Yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, in our tight end position, Eric Ebron, in our flex, James Robinson. So because of the amount of salary we were able to save with Duke Johnson, Josh Reynolds, we were able to pay up for that flex business and James Robinson and also get the top defense, top price defense, the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Bengals. So there's mm-hmm. our DK lineup. Uh, do what you want with that. We gave you information. We went over options. We cashed last week with that uh, DK lineup. Oh, we cut, and that was we with Justin Jackson putting up a goose egg. We had so. a goose egg from Justin Jackson getting injured early in that game. And, and we still cashed. We cashed. I took I cash in a couple tournaments with that lineup. Uh, oh yeah, I, I I had that in a tournament as well. Damn, if only we had changed it. Oh well. Uh, for my Thrive props this week, I uh, took a look at them this afternoon. I usually t- try to take a look before game time because I have a little bit better of uh, a, a, an indication as to what the games are going to be like. Um, but doing them on Friday today, uh, I'm going to do Aaron Rodgers under 278 and a half passing yards. And that's strictly because of the weather in this one. I, it's going to be cold and it's going to be very windy. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to want to throw the ball a whole lot, which is why we put in Aaron Jones in our lineup uh, for DraftKings. So it, I think that he probably still gets maybe like 240-ish yards kind of thing because he is Aaron Rodgers and he will throw the ball still. But. I can still see him going for 260. No, it's still under 278, so that's okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> I can see him getting 270. I can see him getting 278. Oh, I, I hope it's still under 278 and a half. So <laughs> uh, I'm also going to go on the opposite side of the ball in this game. James Robinson over 66 and a half rushing yards. Green Bay's defense has given up the second most points to the uh, – well, I guess that's fantasy points, but they're also giving up a lot of yards to the running back position uh, on top of fantasy points. And with the game being as cold and windy as it is, they're going to be running the ball quite a bit. So put James Robinson over 66 and a half rush yards uh, this week. Last week, uh, I had Zach Moss really disappoint me. That was the only pick that didn't uh, go through uh, for 36 and a half rushing yards. I think he ended up with like... 20 something and I was I was very disappointed because uh really Buffalo was up in that game a lot they should have been running the ball more than they were but it's uh it's what happens sometimes with uh, these picks uh but going back to Buffalo this week I'm gonna pick Stefan Diggs over 77 and a half receiving yards 
I expect uh, this passing attack to be great uh, going against the Arizona Cardinals, who are giving up a ton of yards right now to the uh, wide receiver position, especially uh, recently over the last four weeks. And Diggs is the top receiver in Buffalo, so you might as well uh, slot him in there for I, – I honestly think he gets over 100 yards in this game uh, personally, but – 77 and a half was not uh, too hard to bet. And then finally, Jared Goff over 292 and a half passing yards. Like Miles said uh, earlier in the show, Seattle is giving up what? 368 yards per game to the quarterback position. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And Jared Goff's a great, like a, a good enough quarterback where he can easily hit this line against uh, this defense so those are my props for this week remember to prop up with thrive fantasy and i did want to mention something about thrive fantasy they just updated their website and it looks so much cleaner than it did before yeah, it was crap, it was pretty rough it's nice now though oh it, it looks great right now and it's uh it doesn't before it kind of refreshed the page every time you did your props but now it's kind of it, it, it's a lot cleaner. It doesn't uh, refresh as often. It'll bring you to the, uh, to the, the ones or like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I don't know honest. what you're trying to say. It, it just, it just looks so much better and it's, it's smoother to transition from page to page. And it's just much better than it was before. Uh, remember to use the code DGENS50 uh, to get up to $50 matched on your first deposit. Uh, and if you want to uh, prop up with uh, Thrive, that would be uh, good for us because we get paid every time that uh, you do. Yeah, yeah, do it. Try it out, please. Please, <laughs> we have bills to pay. Yeah, I, I got a house that I just bought. I need well, to pay those bills. Yeah, there you go. So uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. Eh? Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say to you. No, I think I'm good, man. Oh, days long it's long episode today. That was, yeah. that, was, that was close to two hours, eh? Yeah, I think we're well over two hours, dude. Well over. Okay, perfect. We're just going to do long episodes from now on. <laughs> uh, I, I, I guess so. All right. Well, hey, everyone, thanks for coming out. Thanks thanks for listening. And we'll, um, we'll, we'll, catch you, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Yeah. As right. always, uh, stay frosty because Miles forgot to say it this time. Oh, I didn't so I forget to... to say it. Oh, you were you were totally done. I know you were. <laughs> Definitely wasn't. But okay. okay. Matt will steal my thunder and bye.